Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Uh, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer standing by with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports tour extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. We call him Flounder. Ah, I don't know what a day I was born. This all gathered round. The gates and wide Murder blooded Moida. 303. Uh, we got it all going today. We got newsy stuff, but we're not a news paper. We're a talk people. We, don't, you know, we do news, and then we talk. We talk, and we get news. We do it all. News paper? We news paper. Flafker, scoffle. <laughs> we're not that easy. Shut up. <laughs> ah, yeah, 304. Look out. Anyway, uh, how's it going? It's only me. It's only the camera. Pete, when's your next Holy Crap at Sports Podcast? Probably uh, late tonight, early tomorrow morning. All right, sir. Uh, and uh, Flounder, how's it going in there, sir? Is he in there? I can't even see. Freaking uh, midnight well. darkness. Okay, good, good. This is excellent. Now, boys, I have a, a, a two thing. We have a, we got a whole bunch of weird stuff to get to today, along with the newsy stuff. On the, uh, it was an insurrection last night, my friends. It was an insurrection. Attacked the police. It was an insurrection. What's the matter? He's taking the thing off the thing. The bike fan. Uh, you need focus, one in there? Focus. Are you okay in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You need this one? No, there's one in here, but I just don't like it. Oh, well, you can take mine. I'll use that one. I don't care. Flounders. Well, no, we're just, are we on YouTube so they can see where we're going on, right? Are, yes. we, on, are we on YouTube? And Rumble. And Rumble? Uh, you know, Rumble, I'll tell you, every day, no, no, I don't care. i got to get this out. Every single day, I do one thing I do every single day. I send video of my, I, on weekends, I take horses videos. So videos when I go to the stable, visit other people's horses, play with other people's horses. And so I take a lot of videos, a whole bunch that I can therefore put maybe one or two a day for the rest of the week when I can't go to the stable because I can only go a week. Okay. So every day, I post at least one video on to my kids and my favorite ex-wife that want to love me and to, on uh, my Facebook page and on Rumble and on YouTube. So I do four postings every day. Rumble is a nightmare. I'll post on Rumble and I'll hit the thing and it'll say next and I'll hit the thing and it'll go blank. It just disappear or, or, or freeze. I mean, it's a nightmare. Every day it takes me, I'll bet you it takes me off and on to trying to get it done 30 minutes to post a 40-second video on Rumble. Feel better now? I do feel better now. Okay. So screw, I mean, the hell with them. I, I, and fi, you know, sometimes I give up it's like it says, no, you can't do that. And, you know, I think you know what it is? I'm listening to the radio, uh, our, our station, obviously, on 106.3, on the app on my phone. Mm -hmm. And Rumble, I think, doesn't like me being on another app when I'm trying to put something uh, on their thing. Yeah. Now, YouTube, boom, bang, pow, it's an instant. I, I have no problem ever with YouTube or my Facebook page. It's Rumble is a nightmare. And I think it's because of the app. If I'm listening to the radio at the same time I'm feeding. Anyway, whatever. Okay, we got, we got some. Uh, oh, I got a food surprise for you, too. 306. Hmm. In fact, Flounder, I damn near made a meatloaf, but I didn't have any ingredients for it. But I think I may make one. Uh, you want another? Uh, if I make a meatloaf, you want some? Absolutely. Now, how about Miss uh, Veronica? Would she be a meatloaf fan, do you think? Or we have, uh, uh, Yes, she would. Uh, eat, yes. Excellent. I, um, and Pete, of course, would not want anything that comes out hey, of Ma, my... Uh... Can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> the meatloaf! Ah. We want it now! 
Pete Davis will never have anything that I touch in my house. You know house. what changed? You know what, you know what made me do that? What? <laughs> the time you brought in this abomination of tuna fish and peanut oh, butter. Oh, God, one of the great sandwiches of all time. Disgusting. Oh, and, my God. I took, like, one bite. You go, what do you think? What do you think? And you're staring at me. And I'm like, mm, we're great. I'll hold everything. And then when you left. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, and now you're going to maybe take the time. And I got thank yous. I got new stuff. But I was at 307. I'll make this quick. If you take squishy bread, you got to get squishy bread, like Wonder Bread or whatever. You, well, I don't know what you call it now. It's white squishy bread, okay? And then you, each piece of bread, you put a little butter on each one, and then you put peanut butter on one piece of bread, a good good ch- uh, amount of peanut butter. Yeah. And on the other one, you put the tuna fish, which you make with bumblebee white albacore in oil. Uh-huh. Not that not that dark stuff with the water. <laughs> bumblebee in oil and squeeze all the oil out or most of the oil out and then mix it with, tu- with, with mayonnaise. And you make tuna fish. Mayonnaise and, and the tuna fish mixed together. Then you put peanut butter on one piece of bread. And a little mayonnaise on the base, and then tuna fish on the other piece of bread. And if you're smart and you really want to have a great triple grade sandwich, you put a slice of Havarti cheese oh. on the top of that, oh. and then put that. Uh, I'm God. telling you, if you, it's one of the. It'll, you'll never have another sandwich. So that'd be all you want for the rest of your life. No, because you'll die from food poisoning. All that. <laughs> that was Awfulness. that was the second worst thing I ever put in my mouth. The first one being a fish taco that a friend of mine took oh, me to I his mom's house I, in San Diego. No. Oh, my mom makes the best fish tacos. Oh, I didn't know. I never no, had one. No, no. And I took a bite of that, and she's looking at me like you did. What do you think? What do you think? Mm-hmm, this is great. Mm-hmm. Boy, where do you get this? And I, she put another one on my plate. I can't believe you can't buy this at the store. <laughs> I'd eat two of they them. They should have food trucks with this. Oh, 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 God. Something's Fishy by Pete Davis oh. right here. <laughs> Taco this. Fish face. <laughs> my God. God. Well, be, I'll do the food thing right now. Okay? I have a surprise for you. All right. All right hold on. Uh, that, I did this today. We brought this in. I got a couple things. Oh, my God. Look I at did, all this. I, today I went looking. I went looking for the Little Debbie Christmas oh. cakes. Oh, stupid. And they don't have them yet, or they're already Some, gone. They do where I live. Well, but I bet you, you better grab them. Yeah. Well, I, right. I, when I see them, I, I grab two or three boxes to, to give away because people like them. And they they don't like If they're on the shelf, they're gone. That's right. People get them to give to uh, other that's people. That's right. People have got eight or ten of them, and they're gone. They're I probably, when they put them on the shelf, it'll be there an hour, and that's it. Anyway, so today I went looking. Uh, and by the way, I'm very proud of myself now. Um, I am now making myself, forcing myself to do enough work at night before the next day's show Uh so that I can give myself an hour of free time three days a week in the morning. To do what? Well, if I need, I feel like going to the store to look for things or if I want to go look for a book at the. uh, You should really go hit, I mean, when when it's nice out, you should go hit golf balls. I don't have time. I don't have time. It takes me 30 minutes to get there, an hour to hit, and 30 minutes back. I don't have two hours. I don't, there's no way, you know. If I, I just, I can't do it. I can't. I can't go to the stable. I can't do anything except work. Quit teasing me with okay, the, okay, okay. Teasing me with so the anyway, food here. So this now, uh, uh, little Debbie. Uh, they don't. They don't. I didn't see. Uh, but this is called cherry cordials, <laughs> and they're little Debbie cakes with uh, creamy. I guess that's strawberry filling. Oh, it looks che- like or cherry. That's or, why it's called cherry. Oh, it's cherry cordial. Yeah, cherry filling uh, in a, a Debbie cake and covered with chocolate. They're good. So, have you had these? You yes, know these I'll are? take another one, though, I sir. Have, well, and I brought them in for you boys, and, uh, I mean, I'll, I may take one or two home like or something. Three tracks in the snow. Let's see what boys. they look like. Yeah, they're, they're little, de- they're chocolate-covered little cakes with, uh, with cherry. Oh, my God, I touched look the outside small. of the cellophane. Look how small they are now. That's right. 
That's right. That's the other thing to notice. Everything is now cut back. In fact, I noticed some of the, if you check at the ounces now or yeah. in the candy bars they and stuff. Screw us. Yeah. Anyway, Fondre, I assume you and maybe Miss Veronica. So I got, these I brought, are good. I brought these for you. Um, also, uh, this is kind of left over from Halloween. Nobody wanted them. Uh, a full-size mound, king-size mounds bar. Good stuff, man. Also, a king-size si- king Almond Joy bar. I, oh, hate, I won't eat either better. of those. Oh, and, these are my favorite. And Sour Patch Kids. Bag. You know what? Sometimes I feel like a nut. And sometimes I don't. You don't, I'm guessing. Anybody want Sour Patch Kids? Mm-hmm. Sour Patch Kids. Well, I've never had these. What yeah, are they? I, I don't know. Uh, 311. Sour God, Patch whole thing. Kids. Anyway, so, I, uh, so these little Debbie cakes, I mean, I'm going to take a... Uh, 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 okay. Here's what they're made of. Yeah. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> inverted sugar. <laughs> corn syrup. <laughs> modified cornstarch. sugar. <laughs> And yellow six, red forty, yellow five, and blue one. You know, I was I was joking when I when you said I know what's in there. I said the first thing sugar. I was joking. And the first thing is there's sugar. The first three things are sugar. And oh uh, guess where they're made? Uh, China. Nope. Where? Mexico. Well, Mexico makes good. You know, they put sugar in their stuff. Everything's going to be made in Mexico that's pretty right. soon. Well, now. they're the ones who still put sugar in Coke. I think, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's the good Coke. Yeah, it's the only ones who made it, the no, actual it's, Coke. It's c- cane. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Cane sugar. Uh, 312. Well, before I forget, I want to thank you. We I came into presents today. We got a little bag full of gifts of yeah. T-shirts and stuff from a group, uh, an organization called COS, which stands for uh, Convention, uh, Convention of States. And these people are trying to make sure that Washington stops being broken. Uh, they want, uh, the states don't have the right to do what they want anymore, so their solution is to have the uh, Article 5 of the Constitution allow states to call a convention of states to propose amendments to limit federal spending and debt and stuff like that. Sounds like a great idea. And so this group called Convention of States, COS, Convention of States Action, is uh, out to make a difference. And so uh, if you hear them or haven't heard of them, you have now. And if they come knocking on your door, uh, see what they're all about. COS, Convention of States. There you go. Thank you, guys, for your uh, uh, T-shirts. T-shirts, and stuff. yeah. Very cool. Uh, three, almost 313. All right, coming up. Uh, oh, oh, I want to talk about uh, Pete found some video, which is, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you got to love the animal kingdom. We'll talk about that. Also, I put a video of, uh, of my uh, football days with wearing Jimmy Brown's number. And the reason I did it was because his name's in the news on the uh, the history list today in the sports department. And it also, uh, oh, and we also got a TV update. And <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it. You, you, if you have it there, you do it. I'm probably not going to do it. You should do it. Anyway, no, we're just teasing him. Uh, and, and I'll do my turkey recipe, by the way, maybe tomorrow. I'll try to remember to get that for next week, Thanksgiving. Oh, we got a billion things coming up. 313, trust me, we'll have fun. Uh, oh, the sound bites. Oh, my God. Wait to hear the new MSNBC girl and Barack Hussein Obama's uh, a letter about how much he loves Hamas. Uh, it just came out. It's incredible. Uh, it's with a Kimber Pete and Flounder right here. Look at that. Three four at three eighteen. Look out! Three eighteen with a Kimmer beating fly there. And you too. Here's this you too. Yes sir. Wow. Anyway, on this day in 2014, Bono was involved in a what the doctors called a high energy bicycle accident. Bono was rushed to New York Presbyterian Cornell Medical Center's emergency room. 
five hours of surgery. The injury to Bono forced the group to postpone their planned week-long residency on The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon in 2014 on this day. Didn't make it. Anyway, Bono, hope he's okay now. Yeah, I think Sorry. <laughs> uh, a birthday and history thing at the same time. It's incredible. I could do this for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's my honor, I promise you. By the way, you got a phone call and everything. It's a beautiful way to start the show. Coming up right in a second. On this day in 19... Is that eight? Yeah, 1987... Lisa Bonet was 20 years old on this day mm. in 1987. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and on the same day on her birthday, she married Lenny Kravitz yes. when she was 20 years old. Joe, uh, Zoe Kravitz was the result. They got divorced. They were married in 87, got divorced in 93. And then Lisa married Aquaman star Jason Momoa. He was also the uh, uh, Game of Thrones guy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she married him in 2017. They split up last year. Oh, she is available then. Uh, anyway, she's 56, so she married on her birthday, and she's 56 today and single. <coughs> and Zoe. Zoe is Catwoman. <laughs> oh, really? She's the new Catwoman, yeah. She's a uh, good-looking woman. Well, there you are. Well, uh, Lisa Bonet was pretty good-looking yes. back when she was 20 years old, too. In the ca- when she played in a caveman story, but she didn't talk, she no, never said that, a word. No, that was the other girl. But uh, she was in Angel Heart. Oh, that was, that, one, yeah, that was re- that was very good. They kinky. were doing it. Yeah, he was, he was in right there. It was a hey, but hey, but hope up, boom. They were doing it. Yeah, boy. Anyway, by the way, speaking of that, we uh, have a... I have a comment from a listener to talk about various things we talk about on the radio. We'll get to that in a second. I promise you. I'll play a million things, too. Uh, let, to the phones, to the phones. Tom Katz joining us with the Kimmer, yeah. Pete, and Flounder. What's up, Tom Katz? How are you doing? Kimmer. Yeah. Hey, have you ever heard of a recipe where you put the turkey in a bag, pour half a bottle of white wine, stick a stick of butter, and a filled potato in it? Uh, a stick of butter and a what? You put a you put a peeled potato in the cavity, a stick of butter, and pour a half a bottle of white wine. You gave me that recipe on the on the radio thirty something years ago, and I, I did it forever. Well, it's not, I never told you to put it in a bag, and no, 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 I, potato. No, My you, God. Put it, you put it in a cook it, you put it in a cooking bag, and yeah. you let it marinate in the uh, in the with a potato. Yeah. Then yeah. put it in the oven. Okay, there. Well, again, uh, in fact, I'll be. Uh, in fact, I'm going to post it, and I'll talk about it maybe tomorrow. Of my uh, of my wine based turkey recipe that had been that I, of course I, I haven't done it. For, I cooked that for thirty years until yeah. I got my big green egg a yeah. few years ago. It's good though. It, it's so a, that, it's, it makes that meat oh nice God. and tasty and moist. Man, you stick a fork and it, it'll spit at you. I mean, you, if you can get your white oh meat to be God, all juicy was, and stuff, you have a hell of a turkey. I, I bet I cooked that for twenty five years. I it love was it. Unbelievable. Every it's year good. I always thought of the Kimmer when I was doing well, my uh, turkey. You're very kind. Well, happy Thanksgiving in advance, Tom Cat. Thanks, right, Matt. Buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Three, 322. Here's the phone number, 404-741-1230. Now, you're not supposed to put stuff in your eyes anymore. Have you been reading the reports? Have you seen all the stories coming out in the news? Pete Davis is putting poison in his eyes. It's an incredible story. Have you seen? I mean, honest to God, uh, and now uh, uh, a department well, store. Uh, people are saying you can't use you can't use anything in your eye anymore. Why? I guess we'll all have to go to the doctor and get special prescription. Now. Oh, oh, golly, I, that won't be any more expensive, will it? All right. Yeah, forget the Visine anymore. There, all it's this like, stuff. I, could, I should go ahead and just start smoking because at this point. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do it with you. I'm, if I can find a carton of Luckies, by God, uh, they're probably twenty dollars. <laughs> probably more than that. Yeah. Oh my God, they're probably fifty dollars. Probably eighty dollars. Oh come on. I used to get cigarettes at the and at, went in the Marine Corps for a dollar ten, a carton. Okay, Lucky Strike. Yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. Uh, t- uh, three twenty three. Three twenty three. Oh, God, well, I, was, I had a million things I was going to do, and now I don't know which one I was going to do. Crap. Hold on. Um, oh, that's a thing of this. Oh, oh, you got to do it. All right. Cigarette by state. 
By state. By state. Let's see. Where's uh, Georgia here? Oh, average price is uh, five thirty-five. A pack. Yes. <laughs> yeah, five dollars. You, you can get it sent to your home at the at the post exchange at the base <sighs> store. When I was in the Marines, you could get a carton of Lucky Strikes for a dollar ten. In New a York, carton. One hundred and three dollars now. Holy ten New York City. A carton, uh, yeah, a tea, New a York pack. City. A pack is uh, eleven dollars. Oh my God! Eight bucks in California. Well, that's why you don't see a lot of people smoking. When's the last time you saw somebody just walking around smoking? Ever? I mean, anywhere? When's the last time you saw somebody smoking? If you go to a concert or a bar, you'll see people outside. Yeah, I I I guess probably. You'll kind of see kind of people. But, I mean, hell, I I smoked at work every minute. I smoked four packs of Luckies a day for years, including where I worked. I smoked in elevators. I didn't give a crap. I smoked anywhere I wanted to. I smoked all the time. I was addicted, man. Four packs a day of Lucky Strikes. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, let's do the letter. Let's do, we got uh, now the other. It was yesterday we, we we played some sound of a gentleman who was on a podcast who was a uh, close advisor and personal uh, friend of Will Smith, the famous actor. And this guy was on a podcast and he talked about the time when he interrupted Will Smith, who was in a state of inglaflanto flukalunga, whatever they call it, incognito, flagrante delicto, delicto, yeah, uh, with another guy. Uh, and and the the audio of him describing, <laughs> sorry, Moitalizing. describing uh, how Will Smith was in a certain <laughs> anatomical State. position near a couch, and the other guy was doing. Anyway, he he was he said, man, man, he was he was murdering a guy. You're, You're never gonna watch yeah. a Three Stooges thing the yeah, same way again. I'm <laughs> Anyway, well, uh, so and we were actually we were we were doing it because it was very provocative, and it was you know it's a Hollywood major star. The thing when when he slapped around uh, the little comedian guy in the Chris face, Rock. Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock must be going. Oh, my God. And, and so Will Smith is hugely in the news still and all this kind of stuff. And we were laughing and mocking and said, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Well, we got this letter, and uh, we, in all seriousness, we read it to you now. What's this week, Wasabi? I wasn't uh, even here. But you got a turd in your pocket? Yeah. Here we go. All right. It, I'm not going to say her name. Well, you can say it's her first name if you want to. I mean, no, she, no well, she went public to us. We, we owe her. No, the, she didn't go public. She wrote a personal okay, well, email. So I don't yeah, care either email. All right. Well, anyway, we got this letter from a woman, a female. Yeah, okay. Andrea says. No, uh, I was kidding. P.S. Don't use my name. Oh, sorry. Uh, hey, guys. Oh. I am an avid listener slash supporter, supporter of 106.3. Mm-hmm. You guys are great. Thanks for keeping it real on the radio. Wow, that's great. That All is. right, coming up today. Uh, however. Show, oh, there's. I thought you were done. However. There's, well, there's more. That's Pee Wee Herman. Am I going to like this part? There's always a big but. <laughs> Am I going to like this part? No. <laughs> Yesterday, I was pretty disgusted Uh-oh. by the Will Smith news and graphic oh, yeah. description well. of his gay romp. Yeah. I am a mom... Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You're the one that said it. No, wait a minute. I am a mom to three and often listen while in the car with my two homeschooled teens Ah. who I try to protect from this garbage. Well, now, wait a minute. Going to and from activities. This was inappropriate talk for daytime radio, and I was caught off guard. Had to turn it off. Big letters. Could you please keep these stories to a minimum? Leave out the details. And keep it short in the future for your younger audiences that may be listening. If that goes against your convictions, I get it. I will just be tuning out in the future. Oh, now we don't want to no threat. Thanks for listening. Keep up the good work. 
Okay. Uh, first of all, you're right, and I, I think looking back on it, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we looked at it as a provocative, funny, weird podcast. Uh, you know, a digital no, not America. Podcast. It's a radio show. Well, okay, uh, well, an not adult us. radio show. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know. I mean, it, it sounded like it was on a podcast, and it was just, anyway. Uh, uh, you're right. Okay, you're right. Uh, and in the future, and what I used to do, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why I didn't do it that time, because I, we, we were so, I was so amused by it, and we thought it was so weird that I was really only looking at it as a comic relief, really. That, oh yeah. my God, can you believe what's going on here? And so, as a, just an adult radio program, it never occurred to me that you know a mom with a twelve-year-old would be riding in the car. I, I just didn't, I didn't think of it. So mm-hmm. I apologize for that. In the future, I will try to do what I've always done in the past, and that is to say, all right, coming up, this is a, but uh, you know, a little body or a little kinky or whatever. If you have, you know. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But, but again, I hate to do that because it's just, you know, we're doing our show and the show is what the show is. You can't stop and I, I'm give not gonna, I can't change. Yeah. I mean, my, my first inclination for that bit was that it was funny and worth playing on the radio. My, uh, now my inclination would be to say I, would sh- I should warn you in advance, but again, I'm not changing my mind about playing it on the radio. I'm doing my well, show and that's the way it goes. And I hope you still keep listening and tell your mm-hmm. friends and everything else. And if I screw up, let me know and we'll mm-hmm. address it. I'll never hide anything from well, you. Well, not to mention it's, a, it's an A story. Yesterday we found yeah, out huge. an A-list actor yeah. back in the day was, was caught having gay yeah. sex. And yeah. we have sound and radio is sound. Yeah. But the thing is you make a point and she makes a point. You sh- on something like that, it was really risque, but it's yeah. not to the point where you can't play it on radio. Right. But it was to the point where we should have said, now this, said. if yeah. you get any kids, now this is an adult radio show. Yeah. But people do have their kids that yeah. listen in the car. We know that. Yeah. So from now on, if there's something that comes even kind of close to that, well, I'll, you know, I'll try. Again, I, it's my fault. I never, I never thought of a of a I warning know. for a fault. for a family. No, it's true. I, I, you know, it's my name on the show. I mean, it's my, so. Uh, but again, I never, I never thought about you know kids in the car that may right. find this offensive because it was a real thing and it was happening and we did it live and that's the school. So anyway, so so thank you for the letter. And mm-hmm. again, don't ever be afraid to call us out if you have a problem because you're probably right. And I, you know, sometimes we just, I just go do stuff and I feel like it and I do it anyway. <laughs> So well, that's what most people do on their show. <laughs> well, there you are. And I don't, you know, again, it's, uh, I'm, I'm here to entertain, not to offend. So. We're certainly not attacking her if she gave her opinion. No, no, like that. Uh, oh, no, not at ever. Not, I, I'm glad she, I mean, I appreciate her. I, I, I hope, you know, I'm Thank a fan you, Andrea. Of, yeah, you're very kind. Um, uh, 329, oh, my God, we're just, we're, we're just only torn going. I got a million things here. I got to talk about the guy that. Well, do yeah, it. Well, well we're gonna, I'll, coming up, remember the Jewish guy that all the media said, oh, the Jewish protester fell and hurt his head and he died. Because he fell by accident, nobody ever did anything to him. Or, yeah, well, a guy's been arrested for murder. He moited it. Yeah, he moited him. Uh, and, and wait, do you hear uh, uh, the MSNBC uh, anchor girl at the scene of the insurrection last night? And Barack Hussein Putitat with his famous letter to America about how much he loves Hamas. Our former president, uh, uh, Obama, has got the letter to America. It's incredible. You'll hear it next with a camera Pete and Flout at 3 30. Watches and whiskey. Do I have your attention? (laughs) This is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. 
What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. And it was 13 years ago on this day, the Beatles' back catalog was finally made available on iTunes after years of negotiations. For the first time, consumers would now be able to purchase some of the Fab Four's most popular songs by that store, iTunes. Apple and record label EMI had been in talks for years about getting the catalog online. Apple chief executive and Beatles fan Steve Jobs said it had been a long and winding road to go. Oh, so clever. Uh, we love the Beatles and are honored and thrilled to welcome them to iTunes, he said. Why did you pick up the Badfinger version? Well, not that version, <laughs> but the Beatles version of the song they gave to Badfinger. Because I actually thought I was getting uh, Come Together, but when I typed it in, I just oh, I kind of glanced away and the picked the other one. one. Yeah, it's all good. It's, it's all not confusing good. at all. <laughs> Our birthday list. We got a phone call. Phone call. Hold <laughs> on, Scotty. Uh, um, uh, birthdays include Marg, or is it Marg? Marge Helgenberger. Marge. Marge Helgenberger, 65. She was Catherine Willows on CSI, but she was in China. She was a hooker in China Beach, wasn't she? A hooker? Wouldn't she? I thought she, she was play? a nurse. I think I think she played the I hooker. Never saw never saw it. I know Dana Delaney was on that Dana show. Dana Delaney was, yeah. No, and, and she was, uh, she, I think she She's might have been a nurse. Yeah, she was hot. I like I liked her a lot. And Marge, Marge Helgenberger, I swear, was a hooker. In I'm, Vietnam? I'm, uh, in Vietnam. Oh, oh, oh. A Caucasian woman a white, hooker in Vietnam. Okay, this was at China Beach. I've I'd never been to China Beach. China Beach was a reason. Well, Vietnam, by the way. Okay, just as a, as an aside, uh, China uh, Vietnam had beautiful resort tourist beach areas. I mean, it's just it's like, it's like a South Seas paradise uh, and on the coastal areas. I mean, in some places, and one of those places was called China Beach, and it was a it was used for in country R and R. Um, my R and R went to Hawaii, but but for troops who've been a lot of time in the field, they would get a break for a few days and go to an in-country relaxing area like China Beach. And apparently, they had hookers, and huh. apparently, a white girl. Now, the only white girls I knew when when there were uh, were from the USO, and with and there was uh, the uh, AFEN TV station had a white girl weather girl. They had hookers at the USO? No, 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 no. They were wonderful, by the way. They when when I was they thought I was blown up one time. They called my parents. Oh yeah. And said, "No, he's alive. Everything's fine." I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean, anyway, I was not. I was not. I was. I was never there. Homo, homo. Uh, Three twenty-seven. Somebody's going to get me. Um, uh, with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Where? Oh, it's a phone call. Phone call. Scotty, the window guy. How's it going, man? What's up? Hey, Sipper Five. Welcome home, brother. There you go, my friend. Hey, listen. Have you thought about putting that uh, parental advisory label on your show? Cause nah. I think you, <laughs> Davis, rocking it. You know. Like, <laughs> I don't think that uh, it's right that she took offense to that, but you do not have the right to not be offended. Am I correct? Well, uh, one of my original, uh, one of my two original favorite sayings is that uh, you do there, you do not have the right to never be offended. In other words, you're not born, and someone's going to say you'll no one's ever going to offend you. That's silly. You do not have the right to suddenly think you no one's ever going to offend you, uh, and also okay. not everything is a thing. But again, but she, I mean, she has. I mean, okay, I'm not saying that she didn't have the right. 
to be offended. I'm saying that she, if she was offended, I, I understand it, and I was explaining it. I don't think it's that big a deal, and we're not changing the show. I just try to be a little more careful and a little more considerate because I keep, you know, I, I didn't think of it. I just thought it was funny and, and more than anything else. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing because that's why people listen to you, and this woman should know better than to let her kids listen to you. Well, no, no. no. We, <laughs> we, I, I would look at this as a teaching moment. Now, does he hold her kids for That's a compliment for you. Teams. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. Teams. All right, man. All right, thanks, Scotty. I've got three thirty. They're teenagers. Teen can well, be hell, eleven. They know more than I do. Like, I'll guarantee you, they've had more sex than I have in the last ten years, no. twenty years, no, whatever. See, a bridge too far. Well, there you are. Well, again, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I, if they're teenagers, there's no way. I, in fact, I'll bet you that they knew it on their phone. I'll guarantee you that something popped up on their phone, and I assume they have iPhones. You don't know that. I don't know that, but I'm, I said I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm, I'll bet you that they have their own phones, and I'll bet you that they know the story, and I'll bet you that they were looking at it, and I'll bet you they know all about it. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and that's the way. Either way, ma'am, you're still right. You did not. You did the right thing, telling us that you were offended by it, or, or and you were upset by it, and that's fine. I, I appreciate it, and I'll do better. Okay. Bottom line. On the other hand, uh, if your kids are teenagers, I promise you, uh, you know, they're homeschooled. I don't know yeah. if they have phones or not. And what is it you always say? Nobody has the right to ever be offended. Right. There is no, yeah. We just, yeah. Did you just say that? Yeah, we just said that. Scotty just, <laughs> Scotty just said that. But, uh... Well, Flounder's got stuff well, to do. The show started here. at three. He's got stuff. And by the way, I'm sweating to death in here. I wore this damn cover up thing. Why are you covered up with a sweater? Well, for, to give you the oh, benefit oh, of not oh. being able to look at me. Yesterday. What? Yeah, it, since it's fall, yeah. I went to get a new sweater. Well, okay, good. My visa was denied <gasps> at the sweater store. What the, the hell? The cashier had asked for my cardigan. Your cardigan. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> right, now you're offending me, mister. I'm going to write you a letter. That's really my cardigan. That's Here all my week, cardigan. Folks. Dear God. <laughs> well, you tried to pull over one on me there, didn't you? I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I like the Dear Lord. <laughs> That's my cardigan. Jeez. All right. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Since what? you like that one so much. That was a wonderful one. Someone asked me yesterday what the ninth letter of the alphabet was. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I took a guess, but I was right. I was right. Thank you. I. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> you want to do any news things? Should we kill the whole rest no, of the segment? No, we need to talk about the TikTok okay. influencing a whole okay. generation. I will talk about the arrest of the professor, uh, the guy who did with the thing with the thing, uh, and the insurrection last night. Um, and um, you want to go right to the you know, the, the letter thing? Well, the oh, basically, we do the insurrection. Chi- Chinese propaganda is telling a whole generation, the dumbest yeah. generation we have, Gen Z, yeah. that basically Osama bin Laden was right to attack us. Yeah, yeah, and they believe it. Uh, the, a TikTok influencer is now uh, promoting the. Uh, Barack Hussein, oh, <laughs> I was going to try to say Barack Hussein Obama's letter uh, to America. And our former president, Barack Hussein Obama, was famous for reading the words of his letter. Uh, <laughs> uh, 175,000 TikTok followers are now reading. Uh, she said, I, want to, I need everybody to stop what they're doing. And uh, please come back here and let me know what you think about this letter. And the letter talks about this. Um, uh, Palestine, which has sunk under military occupation more than 80 years, the British handed over Palestine with your help and your support to the Jews, who have occupied it for more than 50 years, overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, killing, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leaders of its criminals. 
And, of course, again, this is Barack Hussein Obama's letter to America. Uh, of course, there is no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in the contribution toward this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. Uh, Osama bin Laden and uh, Barack Hussein Puttitat wrote that it brought them joy and laughter and tears when the U.S. repealed the fabricated lies that the Jews have an historical right to Palestine and rejected the notion that believing otherwise is anti-Semitic. The blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And by the way, uh, what is it showing now since something like 90% of Americans, I get maybe in the world, but of Americans between the ages of 18 and 29 get their news from TikTok. Chinese propaganda. TikTok is Chinese propaganda run by the Chinese Communist Party. And everybody knows it. And TikTok is now... And That's exactly where it came from, too. It came from China. It came from a China, from an influencer, TikTok influencer for the Chinese Communist Party, right as uh, President Xi was meeting with our pre- mm-hmm. uh, so-called president. And isn't it funny the timing came out about this as opposed to knocking the Biden crime family off the front pages, yeah. too? But again, and, and, and the millions and millions of young people are believing this and saying, well, we, I, 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 here you are. It's to prove it now that the Jews have been in control of this and been uh, committing all these crimes for years and years. It's unbelievable. And, and by the way, these are all Democrats. These are all Democrat. Uh, we'll talk about the insurrection keep, coming up here in a second. Keep going. You got plenty of time. Yeah, keep oh, going. This, I mean, this. How can you vote for these people? And by the way, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're. I mean, they're like maggots coming out of the garbage. Cockroaches. Vermin was a great phrase. It was a great phrase. It's a perfect phrase. And they're back to calling Trump and, and MAGA people yeah, the, Nazis. the Nazis. These people. There's actual Nazis in your face right now, yeah. and they cannot. Come to grips and with it. And the Nazis are not Republicans. Nazis are not conservatives. Nazis are the people you're seeing in the street who want to murder and gas all the Jews again. They're calling for another Holocaust. How, how many times do we have to say it? When they say from the river to the sea, these protests, these so-called protesters, these pro-Jew-killing Hamas rioter people are calling for another Holocaust. Let me, let me say it again. They're calling for another Holocaust. I mean, think about it. That's what they're asking. They're saying the Jewish state should be eliminated. And it's their fault uh, that Hamas had to go get them after years of uh, oppression. Ask yourself this. Why, since the 1960s, have the Palestinians been kicked out of Jordan, been kicked out of Syria, been kicked out of Egypt, been kicked out of Saudi Arabia, been kicked out of every country they were in? You know why? Because they fomented revolution and civil war. what they believe. They tried to kill the the King Hussein of Jordan back in the 70s, and he kicked him after he let him in. Then they tried to overthrow him and take over the entire country of Jordan, even though they were the minority. So he kicked them out. They've all kicked him out. Egypt, basically, the only time they want uh, Palestinians coming in their country is in body bags. They hate them more than, I think, sometimes Israelis. Do. Well, when October, when this when this event happened, when Hamas uh, raided and slaughtered the Israeli, the innocent Israeli civilians at a rock concert, remember all the uh, uh, the Hamas uh, Palestinians tried to get into Jordan. They said, no, no, I don't think so. They have Egypt. They have guards. They have, they have walls with guards that go underground. Yeah, the walls. That, yeah, so you can't tunnel under because they, they knew that. You know, so. two <laughs> days ago, a hundred thousand Jewish people came to Washington, and there wasn't one protest, one arrest, nothing. 
Because well, they're gonna, civilized. Well, I'm saying. In, fa- in fact, in ju- you're going to hear in just a minute, you're going to hear uh, some sound from the insurrection last night. And make no mistake, my friends, that was an insurrection last night. When they attacked the DC, the NC headquarters in Washington, D.C., and the Capitol, th- that was an insurrection. One night after they surrounded Parliament in London, trying to get them, trying to right. intimidate them to vote for a ceasefire, which they didn't, even though almost 200 of them abstained. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as they realized Parliament had voted, the mob ran toward the Cenotaph, which is their war memorial, yeah. to destroy it. Yeah. And the London, they showed the London police running to get around it to try and stop them. Yeah. I mean... Open fire. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, these are insurrections. These are insurrections. They're communist instigated the, what, mobs. We're gonna, you're going to hear sound. We've we got to take a cowbonga here. But in just a minute, you're going to hear sound from this insurrection last night. And remember, what these people did is way worse than almost everything that happened at the January 6th event, the mostly peaceful yeah. Ashley Babbitt protest. And yet, I think there was one arrest last night, even though officers got hurt. More officers got hurt last night from the insurrection than were hurt on January 6th. Look it up. And nobody on January 6th got killed. 347. Cameron Pete and Flounder. Yeah, the only person who got killed was an innocent civilian woman who was peacefully protesting, shot in the neck by a rogue, rogue cop who was then lauded as a hero by the right. Democrats. 347. <laughs> Yeah, look out. Here we go. 351 with a Kimber, Pete, and Flounder and Queen. No one's biting it does there for you. 2006 Queen's Greatest Hits album declared the best-selling British album of all time. Wow. The chart the company made up the sales figures in the last 50 years at 2006 showed their greatest hits compilation. It sold 5.4 million copies. The Beatles were second with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Holy cow. Queen's greatest hits beat the Beatles as the greatest album of all time in Britain? Greatest That's selling, hard right? To believe. Yeah. Well, they declared the best selling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good for them. Uh, and a uh, quick uh, birthday of note here. Now, uh, jo- have you ever watched uh, Knott's Landing? I never did, but it was a very My parents did. famous show. Joanna Pettit was in that show, a kind of a, a thin, uh, sort of sandy colored blonde hair, real pretty. Um, I always liked her as an actress. Uh, jo- Joanna Pettit is 81 <laughs> today. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, and she was, she was big back in the uh, 70s. Oh, I just <laughs> looked her up here. She was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, she's a daughter of Harold Nigel Egerton Salmon. Oh, yeah. And Cecily Tremaine. Yeah, Cecily, yeah, Cecily, Cecily, yeah, Cecily, yeah. Uh, and on this day in history... Speaking of the British, you know, I'll do this. Her father was an a RAF pilot killed in the Second World War. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was hot. I remember her uh, very much. Yeah. A lot of things. Joanna Pettit, 81. On this day in history, 2010, Prince William announced he was engaged to Kate Middleton. He gave her the same sapphire and diamond ring that his father, mm-hmm. Prince Charles, had given to his mother, Princess Diana, before he had her murdered. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a special thing. Good-looking woman. Uh, she's a very attractively woman, yeah. Okay, dokie. Uh, all right, uh, three fifty-three. I mean, we got him. Okay, uh, qu- uh, just a quick thing, an update. Uh, remember the pro-Palestinian California protest uh, a little while ago? Uh, prof- a Jewish man named Paul Kessler, sixty-something uh, years old, was at the rally, uh, and apparently a, a pro-Palestinian protester named Lawai Almaji. A 50-year-old college professor 
apparently was egging him on and uh, and then hit him in the face with a uh, with a, uh, a a bullhorn or a, what the hell Megaf- a megaphone. Uh, and the guy fell backwards and hit his head and then died. And remember, the media said, oh, a, an elderly uh, uh, anti-Palestinian protester tripped and fell and hurt himself and died, uh, unfortunately. Well, they arrested this guy for manslaughter. So this was a murder case. He's a full-time professor teaching computer science at Ventura County Community College. Manslaughter or murder? Manslaughter, okay. which is murder, um, except you so, know you took a life. So he manslaughtered. He manslaughtered him. him. He manslaughtered him. Uh, he was egging him on and doing all kinds of goofy stuff. Um, oh, by the way, uh, oh we're going. Oh, oh uh, we'll do the uh, Rashida uh, uh, Talib. In fact, you, you want to do that now? Have you got that uh, handy flounder of the uh, Hillary Vaughn asking a question of uh, of uh, Rashida Talib? I was going to do something else first. We can do that. In fact, I, I, okay. If you still got the the protests ready yeah, to go, I got, I got both. Which one? Do you okay, want? let's let's do the protests. We'll we'll do the uh, we'll do the uh, Hillary Vaughn thing in a second. <laughs> Last night, Washington D.C. DNC headquarters and the Capitol Police were involved, and it was an insurrection. Hundreds of people showed up. They were hitting officers. They were throwing things at officers. Illegally, violently protesting. It grew violent. Six cops were hurt. Suffered injuries from cuts and paper spray, uh, pepper spray burns. They were punched by protesters, turned violent alongside some of the other guys. Uh, the media showed uh, uh, cops being shoved, uh, grabbing hold of metal barricades. This was worse than what happened on January 6th. Most of the people who got arrested and were sent to solitary were walking in the building and grabbing Nancy Pelosi's podium. Oh, my God. And last night, there was a lot worse stuff going on. And here's how the media, uh, let's do the sound by founder, MSNBC's Joy Reid. Here's how she described uh, as, as she was uh, taking the side of the uh, violent protesters last night. Here's your media, Gero, right here. Uh, I, I had the audio of the liberals. D- yeah, that's Joy Reid. This yeah, is MSNBC. I'm outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be the right of Joy, Joy. MSNBC cameraman. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Well, that was, that's incredible. MSNBC's Joy Reid describing the action there. You're the very reason they're trying to get misinformation taken off social well, I, media. You know, I'm making the point. In fact, why not? I guarantee you that that, that girl was saying that, you know, all these Jews are calling yeah. all this trouble. Yeah. Well, just screw you. You get to do it. I get to do it. I mean, you, you, uh, nobody mean, you can do whatever you want these days, I guess. Yeah. Which brings up the point. If Gen Z believes in the Holocaust, yeah. and that's a good thing. And if Israel's because problem, of t- communist Chinese okay. and TikTok, all the other Gen Z people believe the Jews were asking I for I officially it. don't care about the uh, the budget anymore. Yeah, screw them. Let's yeah. just keep spending and party like it's 1999 and let those suckers pay the yeah, bill. Yeah, they're going to have to do come, come the do bill. If this <laughs> is the way you think, then to hell with you. And by the way, some reaction from last night. Uh, Pro-Palestinian rioters clashing with Capitol Police. This is an insurrection. Uh, got another insurrection in Washington, D.C. Will they put them in solitary confinement like the January 6th protesters? What's happening in D.C. right now? Pro-Palestine protesters police is what an actual insurrection looks like. 
Not a single protester who came to D.C. for the March for Israel did this. They had 290,000 pro-Jewish protesters the other day. Nothing happened. Everything was fine and peaceful and fine. You get 200 last night, and it's a freaking insurrection with violence. Breaking news. Currently a terrifying insurrection outside the DNC headquarters in Washington, fighting with police. Uh, this is, uh, oh, depends on the meaning of insurrection. Gee, this was just maybe a misunderstanding where tensions briefly escalated. <laughs> Golly, I wonder whether the Capitol Police are going to hold these people without bail and sent to prison for decades. Uh, another uh, pro-Palestinian protester stormed the headquarters. Israel's peaceful protest did not look like this. Not a single incident. It's clear which side is the problem. Capitol Police injured in the insurrection. Pepper spray body punches. Aren't there standards regarding rushing government capital grounds as severe threat? Democracy was threatened. Arrest them all. Gulag them. I mean, think about it. And there's a DNC they attacked. The revolution yeah. will always eat itself. And I think there was one arrest. Out of all that violence last night, one arrest. Oh, and by the way, this morning, uh, this morning, the Jew-hating Democrats did it again. They blocked bridges from Boston to San Francisco. They are demanding ceasefire, demanding, quote, let Gaza live, uh, chaining themselves to the bridges, messing up rush hour. People who aren't getting to work. I can imagine. The, and if you know the bridges in San Francisco and Boston and, yeah. the, and, the, and the East Coast and the West Coast, that's it. That's the ballgame. That's how you get anywhere. And they know that. Uh, that's why they did it. So you got to stop them. And again, this is, you know, and again, it's happening and happening and happening. And where are they coming from? Where's Mayor Daly when we need him? Chicago Police. Men on horseback with truncheons. That's right. Wading into the hippies. I I, I pretend it's the day after Mardi Gras, man. The next morning on Wednesday morning after Fat Tuesday, where they line up all the cops Mm. in the cars and the police officers (laughs) and the motorcycles and the horses. And and they just go straight ahead. They go, uh, time to go. Good night, everybody. And they they just go straight ahead and all the crowd goes home. That's right. And that's a ball game. <laughs> uh, I'm Good sick night, of this everybody. cram. This is unbelievable. Uh, coming up on four o'clock already with a Kimber Pete. Oh, oh, and Senator John Kennedy takes him to task. <laughs> when you hear this lady making a fool of herself and wants to be a federal judge, oh my God! Next with a Kimber and Founder and Pete coming up. Again. Now, look out, 403 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and Elton John. And on this day, 23 years ago, he said his former lover betrayed him, and he can't get over it. Elton John said his former lover manager, John Reed, betrayed him over the cost of going on tour. He said Reed had been caught with his hands in the till. Elton John suing Andrew Hayden, the former managing director of John Reed Enterprises, his management company, saying he is negligent in allowing this guy to charge him millions of dollars in overseas tour expenses that uh, really were not legitimate. Well, there you are. That's got to be. I can you imagine how. Yeah, every, when we go out here once in a while, there's a tour, or there's a, a, a an act here at the next door uh, arena thing, and those huge buses and stuff. And you got to think about it. When you're um, in an act like Elton John, the the expense of, of the equipment and the people and the setup. I mean, it's just a, unbelievable traveling and. You got to take it's care like of them. It's like Wrinkling Brothers. I, 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 you got to you got to feed them. I mean, you got to have a whole you have a whole thing. I mean, it's a whole company. It's a whole little town that travels together. Anyway, uh, quick birthday of note: uh, Martha Plimpton. She was Steph Van the Goonies. She was Virginia Chance on Raising Hope, and the mom on The Real O'Neills. Martha Plimpton is fifty-three. 
today. She was something else. I can't remember. Somebody's daughter in something, too. Did you ever hear of, uh, did you ever watch the show, I'm trying to think, Extreme Weight Loss? No. Brandy Mallory? No. She died at 40 years old. I heard about that. In a Chipotle parking lot here in Atlanta. She went and got some Chipotle, came out and got in her car, and never got out again. And just died. Heart attack just from being overweight? I don't know. Did she lose the weight, or was she in I don't know if she lost a lot of it. Well, she lost some of it, I guess. Wow, that's a shame. Huh. 40. Uh, On this day in history, oh, you're going to laugh at me for this one, but I don't care. I'm going to say it out loud. 1959. The last Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. Hammerstein or Hammerstein? I've always said Hammerstein. Rogers and Steen. Ham- <laughs> the last Rodgers and Hammerstein musical opened on Broadway. The Sound of Music it was at the Luntfontein Theater. Shortly afterward, Oscar Hammerstein died of cancer. And the movie, of course, The Sound of Music, uh, was one of the... And my uh, girlfriend at the time... Made me take her to that movie. Period. It's a good and movie. She made me take her uh, to uh, Doctor Zhivago and all those. Uh, I, nah, that's a great movie to the end. I hate yeah, the ending. Yeah. God, I hate now that. I will admit one thing to you about Sound of Music. In fact, just the other. It wasn't long ago. Just the other day, and I'm going to do it again when I go home tonight because I'm thinking of it. Uh oh. There is. I saw one time popped up on my phone a uh, flash mob of the song Do Re Mi. At an air at a, uh, a a train station in London or something mm-hmm. or someplace, and what you see it's a video. And if you Google it, I promise you, I don't want you to leave the radio show because you'll be there for four minutes as long or whatever long how long it lasts to watch it because it's just very entertaining. The video show you just see it like a train station or whatever it is, and people are wandering around and stuff like. That. And all of a sudden, uh, a, 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 you hear music da 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 da, and one or two people get kind of get together and start singing do re mi do me da 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 and then three or four more it's a flash mob you know what that is right okay and all of a sudden there's like 300 of them kids children i mean they come pouring down the stairs i mean it's the damnedest thing you ever saw and they're singing do a deer a ding dong and i'm watching it i mean, it's unbelievable i'm thinking oh my god i love this i love this it's just it's just a great thing <laughs> i saw i know you just they could be man. doing something worse <laughs> they could be attacking people so well, yeah i mean but it's it's a it's, it's a positive do, the, you Google Do Re Mi Flash Mob, and I promise you it's the sweetest little four minutes you've seen in, in a long time. I'll be back in four and, minutes. And, and the little girls are dancing, waving their arm. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 and the people at the train station are going, oh my God, watch this. And they're having a ball. Old ladies trying to do it. I mean, it's just hysterical. It's funny, happy, sweet Do Re Mi Flash Mob. The sound of music, Rogers and Hammerstein. And you'll see, I mean, Pete's looking it up right now, and it's just, I mean, it's just a, oh, that's not it. That's, that's not it at thing. all. No, you hit flash mob. You got to do it. There you go. Anyway. It's I, at I, Central is, Station, Antwerp. In Antwerp. I thought it was Britain. Okay, Antwerp. All right, lead the way. And again, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a damnedest thing. You'll love it. I promise you'll love it. 407. Okay, sorry. I got distracted damn there. Dutch. Now, um, okay, this business with the, um, uh, bum, 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 uh, with the, uh, the thing, with the thing there. Oh, um. Uh, the California professor arrested on a charge of manslaughter for hitting the guy in the head, and he fell. The uh, uh, the anti-Palestinian protester fell and hit his head, and uh, they, now they've been arrested in a protest thing. Now, yes, anything else? Are, I'm watching the flash mob. Okay, I, I know you were. Um, also, uh, well, I'll, I'll save this for later too. Um, dum, dum, dum. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to mention uh, uh, President Stupid here in a second, and we'll get that soundbite flounder, if you will. Uh, actually, we got. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's coming. We'll do that first, and then we'll do uh, Vivek. Okay, we'll do we'll, uh, President uh, Showers with daughter. I watched a news conference last night after his meeting with a Chinese uh, communist uh, president. Dictator. 
the dictator. And by the way, he said when they asked him, do you, do you still think he's a dictator? He said, well, yeah, he's a dictator. That's what he thinks he's a dictator. And the Chinese nutted up. Yeah, yeah, went nuts. Well, not only that, Blinken nutted up. Yeah. They had video of him just squirming his hands all through the meeting. He looks so we uncomfortable. just told you not to call him a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Butter factor? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Lincoln should just like, put his head he in He can't hand. help it. I mean, he can't help himself. I mean, and there's, I mean, it's just everything about him is ridiculous. I mean, every, he, he makes a laughing stock of himself in our country every time every he does anything. Every day. Uh, I watched his news conference. I, again, Blinken was just like like he crapped his pants. I mean, honestly, he, uh, he, he, he says, oh, my God. Lino got, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah, wow. Uh, and I watched the news conference last night. And uh, first of all, it, they, they must have had a whole bunch of stuff on the teleprompter, but he kept getting lost. It looked like he was mumbling, and he, he kept using, you know, fractured syntax, you know. I mean, so he, he obviously couldn't read what they were writing for him on the teleprompter. And then he starts to get, it was supposed to, it was a news conference, so actually he, he made the mistake of taking questions. And the first thing he does, again, this is so freaking embarrassing, the first thing he does is pick up a sheet of paper and he says, uh, let's see, they told me who I was supposed to call on first here, who gets the first question. And, and while he's mumbling to, about who he's supposed to call on, the person kind of, uh, uh, Mr. Pre- uh, you know, well, I mean, how freaking embarrassing is that, that he has to have his staff telling him who to call on first, what to do. Uh, and then um, what, my favorite part was the girl uh, reporter asked him a two-part question. For example, let's say, uh, Mr. President, uh, did you talk with President Xi about fentanyl? And my, if I may, sir, my second part of my question is, uh, did you talk to President Xi about uh, cl- uh, closing the border or helping uh, people on the border? And, and he would say, uh, well, uh, the border, uh, no, we have to worry about the border and the things concerning the border. And he goes to a little question about the border. And then he realizes, oh, my God, I forgot her first question. Because then he starts doing sound bites. He says, and we need to make sure that America's contained and we're all happy with goodness here today. And he just starts doing, he can't remember what the first question was. And he didn't want to embarrass himself when he realized, oh, my God, I'm going to have to say I forgot your first question. Now, me, if that had been me, I said, I said, I forgot your first, what was your first question again? And everybody would have said, oh, yeah, what was that again? And so they could hear it again anyway. It's not that big a deal. But he clearly forgot it and was embarrassed that he forgot it. So he started mumbling, which made it even worse. Uh, the two-part question. And then, uh, he, after he realized it, then they said, well, do you still uh, uh, trust uh, President Jesus? Oh, uh, he's always been straight. Our president said to she, oh, he's, he's always been straight. Uh, and then one more time, when he gets the list, he's got another question in the list. He looks at the list and says, uh, see, I'm supposed to ask uh, CBS. Uh, oh, I can't, I can't remember your name. I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry. I can't remember your name. The president of the United States has to be told who to ask, and then he's so, I mean, he's embarrassing where he apologizes to a reporter for not, I mean, the whole thing is a nightmare. I can't believe it. It's so insulting. This is how they think about us. This is how they're treating us. I mean, have you ever, in your life. The republic's over. It's over. Sorry. 
I mean, I and the Republicans just sit back and take their money and vote Ron McDaniel in again. And, and wait, and wait hear care. this. We have time for this, Flounder. And then President Stupid Face gets up with Gwen Stefani after a four-hour meeting, gets up with Gwen Stefani speaking at a, at a reception in San Francisco, and he got this backwards. We're going to play the soundbite of him where he's, he's lauding uh, Governor Newsom, whose wife, of course, gave it up uh, to uh, Harvey Rapestein. Uh, he's lauding uh, Governor Newsom, and he actually says this uh, by mistake. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. I think what he meant, I think he got it backwards. I think he was, he was going to make a joke saying, boy, he wants a job I've got. And instead, he basically said that, that uh, Newsom's got the governor's job that he wants. A hell of a job, he said. It's unbelievable. The Governor Newsom is the worst governor in the worst state in America. They arrested a guy for being on a boat in the water without a, a mask board. on. A paddleboard. <laughs> a paddleboard. By himself. He wasn't breathing on anybody. Maybe a porpoise. He's the worst governor in the history oh of this God. country. But again, he said, he may have the job that I want. You know, to be the governor of California? I mean, I, I guarantee he got it backwards. He thought he was being clever, and he got it exactly wrong. Only Democrats would think he's done a hell of a job. Well, you got him. Oh, I I hope they run him. All right, 413 with the Kimber Feed and Flounder. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> One of the great songs of all time. <laughs> One of the worst songs of all time. <laughs> with Starship. <laughs> Here we go with Kipper Pete Flounder. <laughs> Recognize my name. <laughs> I love this song. Starship, baby. 1985, Starship began a two-week run at number one in the singles chart with We Built This City, made at number 12. In Britain. I don't play a little bit there, just 10 seconds. We have a 10 second rule. Flounder, put me on a 10 second rule. Video's bad, dude. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. I'll stop singing. Here we go. Bob Flounder. Remember, we built this city. Bum, bum. We built Our birthday list. Includes Maggie Gyllenhaal, 46 today. Candy on HBO's porno drama, The Deuce. I have no, I, I didn't know that was a porno drama. I didn't know what the show was. Uh, she played Rachel Dawes in The Dark Knight and Elizabeth Darko in Donnie Darko. Maggie Gyllenhaal, 46 years old uh, today. That and song is what made Grace Slick retire from singing. By the way, who has not had chance to make love to Grace Slick? Raise your hand. Uh, just like one, four, four, six guys. Uh, just uh, now, I again, I have a little. I, I got to meet some of the uh, Starship people when I did an interview when I was in San Francisco about the fact that they uh, had all their cars being hauled away. <laughs> I got to the scene of their old recording studio, and they're hiding, they're, they're, the cops are towing away a couple of BMWs and a Mercedes and a Rolls or something for lack of something. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> 85 or whatever. Anyway, uh, this day in history. What was I going to do here? Uh, <laughs> i got to find something. Oh, here we go. In 1915, this was bizarre. Coca-Cola, in 1915, got a patent for the prototype of the contour-shaped bottle. Yep. Genius. And what a genius design. It was. 
And I wonder, I, I, I mean, in fact, I forgot. I was I thought about cow. looking up how somebody did that and, and who did it and why they thought of it and where they got the idea. And whether was it a woman's figure? Was it like Marie Antoinette's the champagne glass, her yeah. breast of the champagne glass? I just realized <laughs> that an ex-girlfriend ran off with my Howard Finster Coca-Cola T-shirt. Howard Finster. I haven't thought of that in 20 years. Now Where, tell the people about Howard Finster. Howard Finster, the great North Georgia artist. It's yeah. in the High Museum and then yeah. all, all over the world. Yeah. A great artist, everything. And to, he had his Coke picture on your T-shirt? He drew picture? a thing of Coca-Cola with his, his icons and yeah. stuff on it like that, and it was made out of a T-shirt. And I just realized I haven't thought of that in 20 years. Well, I say we track the bitch down and find out what the hell she's <laughs> done with your material. Which, I don't know which B word oh, it was. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I apologize <laughs> yeah, to that lady in the once car. Once again. Well, we, if we, you mentioned her name, I'd have mentioned it. I'd say apologize to her personally. And that was a bad word, and I shouldn't have done it. And I'm sorry, and, I, and I'll, I'll try not to do it again, but I well, know I will. Well, now I'm mad well, no, because I love that T-shirt. Well, you're going to have to get over it until 6. And then we have to be on with Sean Shannon. So, well, I mean, Who? Shannon Bird. <laughs> Kill that. Because <laughs> that scumbag, drunken piece of crap. Okay, we don't. No. Uh, we'll be on with that. Uh, we're walking. <laughs> Did you dump that? Thank, thank you. Yeah, I'll run the bastard over. No, I see no, him in a no, crosswalk. I swear to God. I, I have the video. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, we do have the video of a scumbag it, it, drunken guy who stabbed along. me in the back. Move along. Move along. Frasca. Frasca. Little inside. There. Little inside. A little tiny inside. Action there. Uh, that's, what she, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, now I got to apologize again. God. Tiny you bastard. Answer. Oh, Lordy. All right, 423. We were just goofing around. We were having snow. We got stuff. What did we just see that was an update on something? I, and you mentioned the it. The Teamster guy going to get in a fight with oh. the Oklahoma senator and, yeah. and Bernie Sanders stepping in between. Yeah. And one of the funniest things. Doubling down. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're mad at each other. So. <laughs> You're a senator. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of senators, this is hysterical. I, I think get the biggest kick out of Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, Republican Senate Judiciary Committee. Whenever he has somebody coming up before the committee, and I remember the time when he had the guy who wanted to be, they were, uh, he was nominated by President Stupidface to be the head of the, of the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration. And he got into the chair, and Senator Kennedy asked him if he was a pilot. Uh, no, I'm not a pilot. Okay, well, uh, tell us what uh, this lever does. Uh, well, I don't know. He asked him all these questions, and the guy didn't know squat. And he said, you want to be, you're going to be in charge of, of, of all the aviation in America, yeah. and you're not only not a pilot, you don't know what to do in case of an emergency in an aircraft? You want to be my latex. Yeah, you want to be <laughs> George Costanza. No. Uh, anyway, well, he's done it again. Now, Senator Kennedy well, had the pleasure to grill <laughs> a girl named Sarah Hill, nominated by President Showers with Daughter, to be the district judge for the Northern District of Oklahoma. And so she, a, a federal judge, okay, nominated for a federal judgeship. Here is Senator John Kennedy asking her a couple of questions. The difference between a stay order and an injunction. A stay, a stay order would prohibit. Um, what? Sorry, an an injunction would re restrain the parties from taking action. <laughs> a stay order. I'm not sure that I actually can can give you the. Okay. Oh, my God. Can you use the word in a sentence? Uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's the derivation? Is it Greek or Latin? or? Oh, my God. Uh, and for the record, an injunction is an order from the court 
which stops a party in a case from performing or ordering a specific act. It stops them from doing something, either temporarily or permanently, sometimes referred to as a temporary restraining order. That's an injunction. Okay? An injunction is a temporary restraining order, basically. A stay order is issued to stop the legal proceedings of a case in court. Has nothing to do with a company being told, don't make that anymore. It is, it's a court proceeding. How could a judge in a district, federal district court, not know something that affects her in court? The, the, everything's crumbling. Oh Kimmer. my God. A, a constitutional lawyer named Carrie Severino uh, says, oh my God, how can an individual who wants to be a federal judge not know that? Stays and injunctions come before district judges all the time. This is not a trick question. Even Dick Durbin congratulated her on passing the Kennedy bar exam. Talk about grading on a curve. I mean, they saluted her for getting well, through course, the meeting. They're Democrats. They like they like chaos. They like things falling apart. Everything's falling apart. The Republicans crumbling before our eyes, and the Democrats are praising Gavin Newsom for what a great job he does. Dick Durbin, who called our yeah. American troops Nazis at one point. Yeah. Don't forget He's that. He's a scumbag. He is a major scumbag. Comes out and says something. Oh, she did a great job here. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Swatoon wants to weigh in. Uh, let's take a little Swatoon, and then we're going to talk oh, no, wait about... wait a minute. He's one that talks about Will Smith, so you might want Oh, well, no, I, no, no. ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the next seven minutes, I... Uh, <laughs> no. uh, Not responsible. Well, and, and by the way, coming up, speaking of Democrats, you're going to hear about a barefoot one, which makes me want to throw up and makes me say, that's not... That's, 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 oh, that's you eat a tuna fish that, and peanut that, butter that sandwich? That's even worse than that. Uh, and, uh, and Dylan Mulvaney in the news. Uh, uh, but first, uh, Swatum is on the radio here with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Swatum, you're on the air, man. What's going on? What's up? Hey, Kimber. Uh, you need to be careful throwing those uh, bad words, like a B word that you just said. I know. I, I was wrong. That was wrong of me. Yeah. Uh, there are kids, there's uh, legal aliens like me who will still learn the English, and there's, of course, illegal aliens. Oh, so I'm mistraining, so, I'm mistraining you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And the second, uh, about Will Smith stuff, I didn't hear what happened yesterday. I was busy. Oh. But uh, whatever he? happened between you and him in the bedroom, we, nobody wants to hear you, that. No, no, you got it all wrong, Swatum. You got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, by the way. <laughs> all right, man, I got to go. You're killing me. 427. Very amusing. Uh, Dylan, speaking of uh, Democrats and liberals and woke stuff, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, uh, Flounder checked this out. It was uh, breaking over the news. Dylan Mulvaney, according to a report that came out that was secret, was paid $185,000 to be the spokesperson for Bud Light. Uh, oh, in fact, I got. Oh, I forgot to look. I got. I mentioned a quick thing on my phone here. Hold on a second. Uh, here we go. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney got one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars to be the uh, the uh, girl man for Bud Light. Uh, reaction: They paid one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars to lose eleven billion in market cap. <laughs> yeah, they paid him one hundred eighty-five grand and lost eleven billion. Another: Where can I get a two hundred thousand dollar job for pretending to be a woman? I need to reevaluate my life choices. And another: That was the worst one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars they ever spent, and they lost eleven billion dollars in market value. <laughs> oh my God! Well, good for you. Now. Tell me the story about a, a, a something that uh, popped up with an airplane ride and a disgusting uh, something. Well, okay, what's his name? Senator Robert, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Okay, the guy, third-party candidate. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody videotaped him not only walking barefoot in an airplane, 
but he was barefoot when he went into the bathroom. Okay, first of all, he's barefoot on an airplane, and anywhere on it is wrong. <sighs> Never, you know, people do this. They think, oh, my my feet swell, so I got to take my well, shoes off. I, I yeah, listen. well, your socks don't swell. I, I loosen my, my sh- well. I think a lot of people do it. Remember when uh, remember when Britney Spears went into a public gas station bathroom without yeah. wearing any oh. shoes? Yeah, I can't. That's not. Oh. Yeah. Well, she's a grub. She's grubby. She's I'm, that's I, that's why I've never I've never wanted to do her because she's grubby to me. She's just grubby. I, I just you know like you got to clean her off her. Do you know that the first carolers ever depicted in art were on the Bayou Bayou, is that how you pronounce it? Bayou Tapestry? Yeah, Bayou, yeah. Basically. And it was some uh, medieval knights, uh, some archers. No, it's just medieval knights who were uh, doing caroling from western France. Yeah. They were called the Britney Spears. Uh, oh, my God. You keep doing this. <laughs> is this now a thing? Oh, my God. There's like three of them today. Uh, we're going to have to do another chart for this. I mean, you're killing me on this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Coming up, Snoop Snoop Dogg says he's getting off the weed. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's going to leave that uh, sativa over somewhere else, apparently. Gummy, yeah, make gummies, gummies probably. Uh, and also coming up, Vivek is uh, reading the riot act to his CNN chickie, although the way it's reported uh, has got it backwards with typical media. And uh, letting the cop beater-uppers get out of jail with nothing to go. And uh, we got a bunch of things. Uh, in fact, let's do a Flounder's Funny. We have Flounder's Funny coming up uh, shortly here with the camera Pete and Flounder, too. Look out. That's Carl Wilson. Uh, Carl Wilson, like I said, you can always, you never, you never can tell the, always a difference between Carl and, and Brian. Carl had that. Like their brothers. Up. Well, they're almost like they're related. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> You're so cocksure when you say these Oh, yeah, I'll give you cocksure right over here. So, <laughs> the bottom of my shoe. You just know God, it's man. True. Well, it's music. It's music. You know, <laughs> you're doing the news. Anyway. Uh, by, by 1976, Beach Boy Brian Wilson gave his first formal interview for eight years on the BBC, uh, the old Grey Whistle Test. He uh, uh, now Brian Wilson is he the one who died? No, Brian's still with us. Dennis, Dennis is the one who Dennis drowned. Died. He drowned in doing surfing or trying. No, no. He hit his head, didn't he? He was a- drunk. He was diving at night. He dived off his boat. He did it several times, and then he didn't come up because he hit his head on the bottom of the other boat. Yeah. And, and, and but he was trying to accomplish something which he did, and he didn't, he didn't have any reason to go back the last time or something. No, I he was just there drunk. Was story, yeah. But he banged his head, and he didn't come up. Uh, and uh, now Brian Wilson was the one who uh, would not travel, right? Wasn't he kind of? He was the one who originally claustrophobia. He, or yeah, something? after their Nutted first up. successful tour, he stopped touring on the and, plane. Nutted up on the yeah, plane. Yeah, he, uh, he 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 would not travel. I mean, he would not, you know, be, be ate a bunch of acid and put yeah, a TP in a lot his to do with and that. put a TP in the middle of his living room. Yeah, that's not uh, not that good. No. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, let's and the see funny thing is, yeah. I saw this must have been five or six years ago. They played at the Fox, and Brian uh-huh. Wilson was back touring with them, and he sounded good, but he literally he just sat there in a chair, really, and yeah. just looked lifeless. Yeah, I, I remember. I think you said that, or somebody said he doesn't move. He's not upstage rocking around. He's but he can still get. He can still sing. Yeah. Well, I saw the Beach Boys in um, 
1982 or three or four, something in that area, in Chicago, at Navy Pier for his 50th anniversary, something or other. And uh, they were horrible. I mean, they were off-key, mm. and it was not impressive. I mean, it was great being there. It was the Beach Boys, but the, the, I mean, it was like the the guy, the really funny-looking guy who does all the soprano falsetto Mike stuff. Love? Yeah, no, well, I don't know. No, I don't think it's Mike Love, but the other guy is. who Dennis, not the... Uh, this is dead. Uh, the other guy. Anyway, it was it was not it was really a, a, a horrible bet. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I don't like any of these. I got what up here. Oh, here want? we go. Here we go. Nineteen fifty-two. I got a weird right. story here. Uh, Nineteen fifty-two. This is the first time on this day in nineteen fifty-two in the Peanuts comic strip. That Lucy holds the football for Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, I promise. I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm hey, not going to pull it away. Falcons fans can totally relate they to totally Charlie Brown. Relate to Charlie Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-eight to God. three. You know the story I have. I was looking through my uh, updates on the phone. I got a story here that Pete found on this Bahama tour boat. Just horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story about take care of Sarah or whatever it is. Have you heard about this story? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. It's uh, it's a story of a woman. A family goes to the hospital, and oh, for God's sakes, uh, well, they're just they, they keep. Che- I mean, I hate, I hate my phone. It just freezes. It just, I'm trying to scroll up to go through things, and it just stops. And I, I'm scrolling, and, and sometimes it goes, and sometimes it doesn't. It's just a day. Oh, here it is. Uh, Maya Kowalski. There was there, the story. Now I've just I had to poke it four times to open it. Maya Kowalski files a sexual assault complaint against Children's Hospital after she won a two hundred and sixty million dollar damage award for what happened to her and the family in this Florida Children's Hospital. Hmm. <clears throat> Maya Maya was seventeen years old, awarded two hundred and sixty million dollars in damages. Uh, uh, her father and her brother accused the staff members at this children's hospital in St. Petersburg of falsely imprisoning her, fraudulently building their family, causing this so much severe emotional distress in the family that Maya's mother, Bita, killed herself. Uh, it inspired the documentary series Take Care of Maya following her story. She had a neurological condition causing horrible pain uh, throughout her whole body. Uh, and then uh, and, and the way the hospital apparently uh, was aware of allegations and uh, did an investigation. But it, f- it turned out that they were really mistreating her and the family. And they just kept, basically kept her prisoner. Uh, and she won $260 million bucks, And now she's suing because she's saying she was raped and sexually abused while she was in there, the 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Got breaking news here. Diddy, Sean Combs. As in P. Diddy? Yeah. It just says Diddy. Diddy. Yeah. Does he change his, did he take the P off? I don't know. Maybe they didn't need to take a P. Diddy, real name Sean Combs, is sued by ex-girlfriend R&B singer Cassie for rape Ooh. and repeated physical abuse over a decade. He vehemently denies the allegations that he moited her. Wow. So. Holy cow. That's uh, That's very bad. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, I know what I, I'm going to talk about this tour boat thing. A quick TV mention. Um, of course, tonight is, is the uh, the old Bachelor, the Golden Bachelors. I think it's the finale tonight. tonight. That's tonight. I think it's the finale. I, I think, and they go into the uh, uh, the uh, lascivious lounge or whatever they call it, where they, if they want to shack up overnight, they, they let them go into this little really? little romantic hideaway. And it's, it's called it's called the night of the. Uh, 
you know, the sodomy lounge. I don't know what they call it, but, the but they have they have lounge. an option of taking the girl and the, the guy and girl go together into the, the love nest. Room? Yeah, it's, it's the horror. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a give it up room. You know? If you're driving, we shouldn't say we, tramp is better, much better word than anyway. So if they want to take the the love me chamber or something or other, slattern, and, and, and he's got the, he's down to the two the two old ladies now. He's got to pick one oh, of them God. and send one home. But he gets to have his time with both of them if he wants in the love chamber. It's the slattern suite. And so we have to, we're going to find out whether he nails both of them or either one of them for that matter. And in fact, the hint was that he's really not ready to go all the way with a woman yet. And that was kind of a hint. So I don't know. We're going to find out tonight. Maybe he needs a little and I, pill. I won't be sleeping. Tomorrow I'll be exhausted. Again. We? I'm going to be eating. <laughs> I'm going to have nine bowls of popcorn tonight, I guarantee you. I, lo- I gained three pounds last week. I kept all good, the stuff good. The thing. I lost uh, two of them again, but sorry. Anyway, uh, so that. Oh, also, speaking of TV, uh, just for kicks. Oh, I got to find it here because I got all these notes. Um, uh, that I, oh, uh, two TV things, actually. Tonight on TV, on Turner Classic uh, Channel, Creature for the Black Lagoon. I love that. From 1954. I love that. Creature from the Black Lagoon. If you're of a certain age, you're going, oh, just like Pete did, oh, my God. But even more, listen to this, right after that, from 1958... The Blob with Steve McQueen. Oh, one of the worst movies ever made. But funny. <laughs> I mean, even the even the thought of it. Well, you got this big jelly thing rolling down the hill. <laughs> but it's uh, Steve McQueen in The Blob from yeah. 1958. After that, now speaking of TV, you got uh, reamed by somebody being playing all snitty snitty snoots not concerning reamed. Wagon Train. We were oh, talking yesterday. Uh, somebody wrote uh, told uh, Flounder. That I was mistaken, that it wasn't wagon trained on the NBC schedule in 1968. You were reading a TV guide for yeah. 1968. So it, it was a show. great show called High Chaparral, which I yeah, love that, that show. Great yeah. show. And uh, I said, and he goes, uh, the Pete made a mistake. I, said, I didn't make a mistake. I, I read what they put out. Yeah. It was it's a not TV my guide had it written down in there that was on. So I, now he, he went back to 1968 and looked up the TV guide to see what was really on. That's pretty impressive, I got to say, is, so that he could call you. True. So let me get this straight. So this guy went to the freaking computer and Googled the TV listings for 1968 <laughs> and realized that NBC was wrong. So he called you to complain that you were wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's impressive. He got me. He that is impressive. I lied about it. Wow. He got me. Holy cow. I, uh, I insidiously inserted that little lie into that entire 15-minute discussion, <laughs> and, he, and he spotted it. He got it. Uh, all right. This, uh, uh, I had not heard this story. Uh, a Blue Lagoon Island ferry in the Bahamas sinks, and it's just a horrible tragedy. People wearing life vests scream, jumped into the water as a boat lifted and listed to one side. In the Blue Lagoon Island in the Bahamas, uh, one person in a video to- posted on TikTok said, Our boat is sinking, our boat is sinking, so that's fun. Everybody's freaking out. Well, a 75-year-old Colorado woman died, and two others were taken to the hospital. Large waves caused the double-decker tour bus to sink. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Subsequent video, the ferry was almost to the island they were going to, but not too close to shore. And this woman believed the captain was trying to be silly by whipping the boat's end around while trying to turn into Blue Lagoon Arena, the area of the Blue Lagoon. All of a sudden, we hear kind of people freaking out a little bit. Uh, Passengers on the top deck were wondering what the hell was going on. When she looked down below, she saw water racing into the boat. 
One of the crew members who was downstairs ran upstairs and was crying and freaking out and absolutely bawling and grabbing a life jacket for himself. Uh, many of the passengers aboard were waiting for the tour boat staff to tell them what to do, and they claimed they have never told what to do because they were too busy panicking by the crew. Another passenger said the first floor filled with water. We had to climb to the side, climb out the window. The captain would not turn off the engines. We were scared to swim out back because of the propellers. A lot of people jumped into the water and attempted to get out in the rescue boats. A local fisherman was there. Uh, when they got, they were offered shirts and shoes and food before taken back to the cruise ship. I put them there in the first place. Uh, one victim's covered body was laying on the vessel used for the rescue, and her husband was crouched over her with his head down, caressing her. The ferry had more than 100 passengers on board, and it may be that the pilot was goofing around, showing off, whipping the tail end or something, and flooded the boat, and it tipped over, sank, and killed the lady. You imagine going on a vacation, like you talk to somebody and going on a vacation with you, and then it ends up killing them? I've been, you've been on those boats? Yes. I, when I've taken vacations to the Bahamas oh, and yeah. uh, at Puerto Rico or you Hawaii. Know, the Caribbean, and yeah, absolutely. And and you always wonder, you know, where are the life preservers? And, and a lot of people are drunk, yeah. and they're not paying attention. We're all drunk. Everybody's drunk. When we went on the cruise, they'd lined us all up before it yeah. leaves uh, Fort Lauderdale, and it says, this is what this is where the boats are, this is where this. No one is paying attention. Yeah. Everybody's drunk. They're, you're drinking Mai Tais. Remember, yeah. like, what was it, three or four <laughs> months ago, that teenager, they were uh, they were in the Caribbean for spring break, and they were on a night boat ride and he just jumped off yeah and he never came back <laughs> I, yeah, I was imagine that I mean, you ever been out there and gone out in the back of the sh- back of the ship yeah you walked in back of one of those cruise ships at night there is nothing there's no lights yeah. in it. it's, it's just scary it's dark yeah it's place nothing so, it, i wasn't getting close to no, I was, I'm, no, I'm not no. even getting close to no, the no, go to the bow my friend <laughs> 446 with a kipper peed and flounder uh, we have more coming out uh, flounder's fun he's next i probably keep saying that <laughs> make me do it sure <laughs> i promise Extra with Todd Rhino and Lopes. Jerome Powell says this fiscal path, $33 trillion in debt, $50 trillion in debt by 2030. We can't be on this path and be a healthy nation. I despise these liars and these thieves of our ours and our kids' future. They've raped and pillaged America. They nor their families will suffer because of their poor decision, but ours, ours will. The Morning Extra, now every morning from 6 to 10 a.m., only on Extra 106.3. A warm embrace on a cold winter's night. The smell of cinnamon and apple cider. The flickering dance of candles in a window. And hands, young and old, joined around the table. There's nothing like being there in person for the holidays. And your Mercedes-Benz Connection RBM of Atlanta wants to get you there safely, in comfort, and in style. Come in now during the holiday love celebration for great offers on the Mercedes-Benz vehicles you've always wanted. Get an exceptional offer on a 2023 C300 sedan for only $549 per month. For 36 months with $44.93 due at signing exclusively from RBM of Atlanta in Sandy Springs. Special lease rate available only to qualified customers exclusively from Mercedes-Benz Financial Service through RBM of Atlanta Sandy Springs through November 30th, 2023. Excludes tax, tag title, and Georgia Lemon Law fees. Contact RBM 
RBM of Atlanta for details on this and other exciting offers. Visit rbmofatlanta.com or call us at 770-390-0700 for details. Join a Second Chance Bail Bond CEO Daniel Madelon and host Tug Coward for a new weekly radio show, Back Your Blue. They will highlight special initiatives, criminal justice programs, and community events aimed at keeping our communities safer. Tune in Saturdays at 11 a.m. to learn some good news about and from the law enforcement and justice communities. This week's guests are Kim Peace Hill and Barbie Brown from Blue Thanksgiving. Tune in on Saturday or find it online at thepodcastpark.com. No one plans on going to jail, but when it happens, it's important that you know who to call. Call A Second Chance Bail Bonds, where we believe everyone deserves a second chance. Whether your loved one's been arrested in Cherokee, Clayton, or any of the other metro Atlanta counties in between, A Second Chance Bail Bonds works fast to help expedite release within hours. A Second Chance. It's better to know us and not need us than need us and not know us. Call A Second Chance 24-7 at 770-627-3235 or online at atlbail.com. Hey, it's Lowe's here with my real estate expert, Rhonda Duffy of Duffy Realty of Atlanta. Rhonda, how has Duffy made the buying and selling process this efficient without overcharging your clients? When you your home with Duffy Realty, you're paying per listing commission of 0.0088 of the sales price versus the ridiculous 6% listing commission. If there's no buyer's agent, there's no buyer's agent's commission, so you keep more money in your pocket. We do the same marketing with more rights and proven results. You can sell at an even higher price sell, rent, or lease purchase at the same time. The option is your choice. You can have transparent communication between all parties. That equals control of your transaction. And we have skilled negotiation with over 42,000 successful closed homes. If you want an option to make more money and ask a high price, Duffy Realty. If you're buying or selling a home, do it on your terms and save the most money with Duffy Realty. DuffyRealtyATL.com for the latest coverage of Israel at War. Keep it right here on Extra 106.3 for Fox News updates at the top of every hour and the conservative voices you trust bringing you the latest. We'll give them up. You stop the bombing. No, no. We're going to continue the bombing until you give them up. To negotiate in any shape, form, or fashion would show they're, vulnerability. They're negotiating from fear. And stream our coverage anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. Four fifty one. Whole family it's just a bunch of goofballs. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. I know. I'm saying, you gotta love him before man. Mad scientist of rock and roll. That's right, my Overrated. friend. Overrated. Yeah, well, no, but he was a thing. He was a whole thing. He was a smart man. He was a very smart man, and his, you know, dweeble, dweezel, or whatever the hell it was, and moon unit. My God, you know, you gotta love the guy. Uh, 1971, Frank Zappa appeared on the cover of the British TV music show, The Old Grey Whistle Test, playing live and showing clips from his 200 Motels film. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Frank Zappa died of uh, prostate cancer. And I know, why did I survive? I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, as kids are doing, and they, uh, Wilson, Wilson, the girl did that. Oh, my God, the blonde uh, California uh, talking girl. What do they call it? Valley, 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 Valley Girl. Valley Girl. Yeah, that was a rough, fun song. Uh, birthdays include uh, a guy named Michael Irby. You may not know the name. If you watched Mayans MC, the TV series, he played Bishop. But he also played the Bolivian Mafia leader, uh, uh, Christ- Cristobal, on Barry. 
The series about the I, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't have HBO. That's why I haven't finished. It. Oh, you haven't finished Barry? I oh. don't have HBO. Oh, well, I should invite you over to my place to watch it. No, I don't even have it. Oh, I, I, Is there I a hazmat to... suit I can borrow? Yeah, I was going to say, you're not coming in there. I, I, I wouldn't even think about it, you idiot. There's no way he's coming to my I'll house. I'll bring some Chipotle. No, he, he heard from Flounder, says, you don't want to go in there. It's just <laughs> You just don't want to go in there. <laughs> uh, on uh, this day in history, um, uh, 1945, the United States makes an important import bringing 88 German scientists to America. They were the ones that developed the V-1 and V-2 rockets and now are part of our defense and space program. Von von Braun? 45. Yes, we have various. Animals can be raised in slaughter. <laughs> My dad He's met him. He's seen the big map. He's seen the big map. <laughs> My dad met him, von Braun, really? over in Huntsville, yeah. Well, my father made the Polaris and Poseidon missile programs for the United States Navy, uh, set of the GE uh, <laughs> systems, and he knew all those rocket guys. And hey, look at us. I know. <laughs> what the hell happened to what me? What are we doing? <laughs> Speaking of what to do, it, go, go broke. Yeah. One year ago, a trans male bought Miss Universe and made sweeping changes. Two contenders for Miss Universe 2023 are biological males. Yeah. Miss Universe has just filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> and, by the way, their next show is this weekend. Yeah. The next Miss Universe pageant is this weekend, and they just announced we're, we're filing for bankruptcy. Gee, I wonder why. Huh. Uh, no, and they had to do it in uh, Malaysia or someplace. Really? Or, uh, not Malaysia, but someplace. They wouldn't allow it in Malaysia, but, but uh, uh, El Salvador or something, Come I on, think. I want Malaysia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 454 with a Kimber. You want to do a little Vivek thing here, Flounder? Let's do that. Uh, this is pretty funny, and this is the way it's covered, too. Vivek, the presidential candidate, a GOP candidate, was on CNN last night talking to this idiot girl, Abby Phillip. The way this, uh, this is how this story is written that I'm holding in my hand. Uh, turned in a cringeworthy interview on CNN Newsnight where he repeatedly spoke down to host Abby Phillip. Uh, he previously said that, 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 that so there's writers claiming that he was totally horrible and cringeworthy and he just kept speaking down to the girl. You know why? Actually, it was the opposite. Why? Because Nikki Haley has put out the little meme right. that he doesn't like girls. Right. Uh, and now, and so that's how this reporter described it, but this is what actually happened. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague Chris Christie has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was chosen for a reason. we are in the middle of a cultural war <laughs> in this that? country. The well, you know what? It's it, it, it actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them Wildly as vermin? violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize <laughs> would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language? The vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and the loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence.
attendance on China today. We're actually talking about Xi Jinping picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. He needs I mean, to just walk around with a microphone but, uh, but again, and drop it. I'm telling you that, you know, as a, as a former TV anchorman, as a former TV reporter, I did, I did this for a living. That girl is your typical TV. She's a personality. She has nothing to do with journalism. Airhead. She wanted him. She wanted him to say the word vermin or to say, well, I would never. She wanted to start something to get so she would be famous for starting something that would that she thought would be an important issue. I mean, they're so knuckleheaded. It's not an important issue. It wasn't even his word. If, it, if she had, you know, said Donald Trump, uh, how could you call those people vermin, vermin or whatever? That's one thing. But that, that's not even the issue either. But to, to try to get someone else in trouble for it is ridiculous. And then they had that donut machine, Chris Christie, call it neo-Nazi. When oh, they've act- we actually literally have Nazis yeah. on our streets yeah. right now, and they're still calling MAGA people I Nazis. Know, they're insane. Yeah. They, the reality of evil, they do not register evil. No. Evil, do, they don't think it exists. Well, it's right there on the streets. It was at the DNC last night. Yeah. An insurrection was, last yeah. night. It was not a protest. Do we have time for a, a Flounders funny? Uh, I've only yes, got a minute and a half. Do we do? We'll get a little something here. Speaking of all this Trump. Uh, sorry. Can we admit that Trump was funny? <laughs> he was funny. Now, whether or not that's a great quality for the commander in chief, <laughs> that's definitely up for debate. But he was funny. I saw it. During Hurricane Dorian, he was like, maybe we should nuke it. (laughs) That was a real suggestion from the president. The president said that. The president of the United States. He was like, hey, we got a big storm coming. You guys want me to blow it up? (laughs) I was like, no, what the f*** are you talking about? I don't know. I f*** around. That's what I do. (laughs) Like, we witnessed the GOAT. Undefeated in debates. And he never said a fact. (laughs) You know how impressive that is? He was funny and he argued like a fifth grader. He was unstoppable. (laughs) People would try to hit him with statistics and facts. He would just go, wrong. (laughs) Holy (laughs) dude. How was no one prepared for this? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty amusing. Uh, anyway, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Man, it's so hot in here. I wish I had more than this stupid coverall. Take thing. it off. Oh, Take it off. You got oh, a T-shirt under there. I got it. Yeah, maybe I should. Uh, <laughs> what, what can I possibly do to, have, to stop this heat? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm more formal than you guys. I don't wear T-shirts to it's work. It's a good look like on you. you, don't you think? It's a better look than what you've been wearing. I completely wearing. agree. It's and a good so look gonna, on. I think you should get, order a couple more of those. I'm going to order a couple more of these. Sure. They only come in black or red, so I don't have a lot of options. But also, this is a medium. I've never, I haven't worn a medium shirt in 50 years, 60 years of it. Medium right now. This is a medium. And honestly, I have not worn a medium since I was a Husky boy's size when I was maybe 13.
I'm that's true. Husky boys. Husky boys. Eight oh, seconds. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, five o'clock. Five o'clock. Herp. Pop it. Hope. Look out. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> Boy band. Husky Boy boys. Band. <laughs> the Shut morning up. extra from six to ten a.m. and the Kimmer show from three to six p.m. only on WFOM and W two nine two EV Marietta Extra one zero six three. Marketing is everywhere, from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone. We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Watches and whiskey. Do I have your attention? <laughs> this is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. No, we're here, we're here, we're ready to herp. Let's get it together, ladies. Shoulder. What a place. Ready on your dog. Road guards out. We're watching line dancing, country line dancing on Fox News because the five show is in Nashville. I think they have their uh, Patriot Awards tonight, maybe there or something. I don't know, but they're all in. Uh, this week's award ceremony. This week's award ceremony. Well, good for them. I, mean, I, I think it's a good thing to see. I, I don't. I'm probably not going to watch it because. I'll be working on the show, and I'll be watching The Golden Bachelor and eating. I'll bet I'll, bet I'll have three bowls of popcorn with extra butter tonight. Oh, I had popcorn <laughs> last night, man. I make it. I'm doing it for some it's reason. It's so bad for you. For some reason, and I'm putting extra butter on it. I melt the butter. I'm, and I Why put not? 11 seconds in the microwave, a big chunk of butter, and then I, and I get the thing, and I put the salt in the butter. Oh. <laughs> How you didn't gain weight, I don't. I don't understand. I don't, well, I'm, I'm, I, I actually I gained three pounds last week because of the ba- Golden Bachelor. Because all the uh, stress, I was eating candy bars and everything else. Chocolate, and, and, and I lost two pounds of it. So I'm, I'm back. I've gained one pound last week that I, <laughs> and I'm wearing a freaking medium. I can't believe this thing is a medium. I mean, I, I okay. never heard of such. Here's a thing. what I did last night. I got to get rid of some of these instant potato things. They're about to go out of date. Yeah. So I cooked it last night. Threw some green beans in there, and yeah. it was a oh. whole bowl. And yeah. I'm thinking, gosh, this will last me till Saturday. Yeah. I ate sat there and ate the whole yeah. bowl. I love mashed potatoes. You know, those <laughs> and then I cooked hot dogs. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, no. Well, you can't have too many fly wings and, uh, and nostrils of pigs in your hot, in your food platter. <laughs> You know, they actually have a number of roach legs that are allowed in hot dogs. I think it has seven. Place, I believe. There's two places you should eat hot dogs, the ballpark and Costco. There you go. They won't let me in Costco anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get your credit card back? 
from the cardigan place? Yeah. <laughs> he made a promo out of that. Did he? Uh, 505. <laughs> you'll have to wait for it, folks. Uh, 505 with a Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and everybody's all happy and goofy, and we're having a good time. And we talked about the Palestinian insurrection last night. That's what it was. There was an insurrection last night. We'll talk more about it in a second. Uh, a quick update for fans of Snoop Dogg, 52 years old, says he's quitting smoking weed. He used to, uh, uh, this, uh, tell me if this is even possible. He says, I'm giving up smoke. This is Snoop Dogg. Giving up smoke. Please respect my privacy. Uh, he said he, uh, he's a grandfather, and he wants to see my grandkids grow old, and the way I do it is take precautionary steps on how I move, what do I do, where I hang out, stuff like that. Now, here's the deal. Uh, let's see. It was once uh, claimed that the rapper born Calvin Cortazar Broadius Jr. had someone rolling... 75 to 150 joints for him per day. Snoop's personal blunt roller, he actually is called the PBR, personal blunt roller named uh, Renegade Piranha, said last year, I swear to God, said last year, quote, on average, I do about half a pound a day, which seems excessive, so that's roughly like 75 to 150 units per day. I calculated all about 450,000 okay. blunts. That's just ridiculous. That's an addiction is what that is. They say you can't be addicted. marijuana a day? Yeah. You'd have to smoke it all day. That's what he did. That's eight ounces of marijuana. Yeah. That's an addiction. I mean, you can't, that's unbelievable. Why would you do it unless you have to do it? Unless you can't stop? Well, he says he's quitting. Uh, good luck. Good. I hope he. I hope he does. Good. Now that may not be a physical addiction. You know, uh, marijuana does not have nicotine or, the, or, or, or particularly addictive chemicals. It's in but the head. It's addictive in yeah. in where you want to feel about yourself. So it's obviously, and that may be the sometimes the worst kind because you you can't just you know stop doing it and yeah. you're still going to be messed hear. up. Yeah, that's what people tell you. Yeah. Well, that's what. Well, that's because you're hearing that. That's about focus, yeah, yeah, focus groups. <laughs> the here. Just stuff they're telling you. Groups. What do they know? Oh, mercy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Did I have anything I wanted to fing the ding dong? By the way, well, oh, next yeah. week is Thanksgiving. Is oh, I'll do the turkey recipe. Tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. I'll do the turkey recipe tomorrow. In fact, I'll post it. I think I may actually put it on uh, Facebook or do we? whatever we have going on for us. And I'll have to video it because Rumble well, I mean, doesn't take pictures. It's on your website, so if you go to thekimmershow.net, it's already there. Oh, it's there. already there. We, oh, there we you go. We posted it last yeah. year. Uh, thekimmershow.net. Mm -hmm. All things Kimmer and Pete Davis. All things Kimmer and Pete you Davis. You can order my flounders. book there, The right. Totally Biased Guide to Southern College Football. That's right. Uh, and, and they can find the Kimmer uh, turkey recipe by doing what? what they got the scroll? pictures and it's there. Okay. And, and again, it's basically wine-based turkey. And I tell mm -hmm. you how I, I've always wanted to prepare to, to keep it so that it's cooked and yet still. Anyway, uh, so I hope you enjoy that. Uh, if you like white wine, or any, or people use Coke, Coca-Cola. Oh, my, Coke. my mother used to yeah. use Coke. All, Dr. Pepper, yeah. uh, Seven Up, seven, a lot of Seven things. Up. And again, it keeps the, it tends to keep the white meat moist, as opposed to getting dried out like most do. What about also, the dark meat? And you also uh, dark meat's always moist, and dark meat is even better. But again, you have to keep kind of a, an aluminum foil tent on it so it doesn't burn. And so you don't steam it. You don't want to. By the way, don't lock it in a bag. If you lock it in a bag or, or coat, if you put a tent on top of the of the of the roasting pan with a turkey in it, and you seal it all, it's just, it's going to get steamed. It's going to get you know soft and steamy. You don't want straw. You want it. You want it roasted. So you want the tent on it until it gets near the end. You take the tent off, and then you'll brown the top of the turkey. But you start cooking it upside down. In my uh, best way to do it. 
So your first couple hours, cook it upside Sounds down. Sounds like a lot of work. And then, no, no, no. You, you turn it, you, you baste it every 15 minutes or so, uh, and then you turn it over once, and you're in you're There done. are ball games to watch. Well, well That's I, why you have a woman around. Well, then... Get a get a big freaking ham. How about that? I like ham. <laughs> get a freaking ham at the ham store. The what do they call store. that place? What's the name of that? The ham store. store. The ham store. But no, what's the Bob's, name of the ham store? Bob's ham store. Fred's ham. Fred's what's the ham. name of that freaking Fred's ham? Fred's biggest competitor. What's the name of the ham store? Come on, kill me. The gold nugget ham no, store. No, no, no. The famous ham store. You be you, you get your boy. You get your ham. The honey baked ham. Honey baked, baked ham. ham. Thank you. All right, that's it, folks. Have a good night. <laughs> Bob's ham. Bob's ham. <laughs> Bob's ham store. <laughs> Shut up. Bob's store of ham. To hell there's, actually one, there's one right on Northburn Parkway <laughs> by Kimmer. There's a Bob's store that's of ham. Right. Right. There's, there's one, one half right a there. mile from yeah. me. <laughs> They're everywhere. And you know, you can go any time of the year yeah. and they'll make you a sandwich. Yeah, yeah you can get sandwiches. They got yeah. it. The, it's you great. Get the classic. It, it's great. Oh, and I, I love, love the honey coat. I love this stuff. All of that stuff. My mother, last few years of her life, was big into getting the cake. Cajun turkey, the Cajun flavored oh, turkey, which well, Popeyes yeah. does, by yeah. the way. Well, and the other thing is, if you do, if you do the, uh, what's the turkey on the, what's the way they do the turkey? Uh, oh God, braised? Uh, uh, no, no, deep, uh, deep fried, deep fried, uh, deep, yeah, oh, deep fried. Wow. Mm. It's good, but I'm not but getting anywhere near. There's not much it. meat on it, for one thing. It kind of, it, it kind of shrivels up everything. Really? Yeah, uh, and also it, it, it can That's be kind of risky, and it can, it's kind of hard to. I won't get around somebody doing it, but it's kind of like a show. But if you've ever eaten it, it's delicious. It is. It is good. Anyway, uh, sorry, uh, 511 here, 511, 511 with Kimmer and Peter Flum. Oh, all right, well, uh, well, actually, we got Holy Crap of Sports coming up. I want to do one other thing. Uh, we have all the news. We're talking about the letter, you know, Barack Hussein uh, putting that Obama's letter, hating America. Uh, some people claim it was from Osama, but it was really from Obama. Um, also, the insurrection last night. Honestly, it was more violent and more cops got hurt last night with these Democrats, Jew-hating, Palestinian, Hamas-loving protesters, so-called protesters, violent scumbags. It was more violence last night and more evidence of an insurrection than there was on January 6th. With the exception of, of the innocent woman, Ashley Babbitt got shot in the neck by a rogue cop. That was the only person who died. A police officer uh, was never killed at the uh, insurrection, a so-called insurrection on January 6th, and six cops got hurt last night, and one person got arrested out of those hundreds who were uh, uh, causing all the damage and uh, causing the insurrection and a shutdown of the Capitol and the DNC at the Capitol building. Uh, 5-11. First of all, Pete Davis, tell the story of the video that you sent me this morning, and I think maybe found her too, of uh, the security camera at a lady's porch at her house yeah. and what the, what the video shows. It's the cutest thing. This woman is known for feeding this one squirrel. She comes out and brings it food, nuts, all the time, always feeding it. So I don't know when it's happened. You see this camera, and the lady comes out and does something, and, and before that, they go back to the, it's empty. The porch is empty. You see a squirrel come out up on the ground and it's carrying something in its mouth and it climbs up the wall and it goes to a ledge right by the door where she has to go in so Mm -hmm. she'll see whatever it is and it lays it down and then it turns and leaves it brought her a cookie it's unbelievable. Comes out of nowhere with a cookie in its mouth cookie in his mouth and he not only comes up the steps he has to jump onto this ledge, mm-hmm. leaves the cookie, and then jumps back down on the little railing. I mean, the fact that he could do that like an acrobat is, I mean, yeah. a, a, a squirrel. But he brought her a cookie. Mm-hmm. Now, now, wait a minute. I, I, I don't believe this. It makes, it's like a Disney she thing. She leaves him know? nuts and stuff on that little tray or that ledge, and, and he brought her a cookie. She's Snow White with the little birds uh, but, bringing her things. I mean, you know? it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh. 
There's magic in there the animal m- world. I, I, I guarantee. I'm at my jack. Did you see boy, someone posted you. one of their backdoor cameras somewhere in Canton and Alpharetta, and cla- and it's a black panther in oh, his yeah. backyard. Now, come on, there's no black no, panthers I'm in not, Georgia, are there? No, not that I've. Okay. No. I already know that when I leave my house at night, yeah. I go from being the apex predator yeah. to like fourth in the food chain. Yeah, there's no lights up in the mountains of Macon. I got bears, I got uh, mountain lions, yeah. and coyotes. Now I got to deal with a black panther. The black panther is my favorite zoo animal. If I ever is it? last time oh, I went to, I love watching Tigers those black too. panthers. So I had a- Party at your Black Panther party. <laughs> Sorry, I burned your Black Panther party. Burn, baby, burn! <laughs> 514 with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Look out. It's only me. It's only the giver. 517. And I have seven sports birthdays. And I have, I think, two sports anniversaries, including one I teased on Facebook. But first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. So I guess I can stop calling him interim commissioner, Rob Manfred. Oh, boy. Now that the Braves will get the 2025 All-Star Game at Truist Park. Well, it's about time. It is. Manfred stole the game a couple years ago, basically calling all of us here in Georgia a bunch of racists because yeah. of the new voting law. Yeah. Turns out that law led to the most minority voting in the history of the state. Uh, congratulations, huh. Georgia, for proving them exactly wrong. If it was a voter suppression law, it was the worst one ever made. <laughs> uh, so Manfred still owes Georgia an apology, yes, but for does. now we'll be happy with our rightful uh, all-star game. It's our first since 2000. I know, because wow. I was there. You were there. I was there. Yeah, so what? I wasn't here in the classroom, <laughs> hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with Johnson Edwards going up against Charlotte, slugging it out with him. Oh, fuck you. We're back here partying. Put the headbands on, doing drugs. Oh, Listen to the goddamn beetle album. Thank you, boys. What a genius. What a genius. Uh, Michigan has agreed to a three-game suspension here uh, for the uh, head coach Jim Harbaugh. So they've decided to uh, get with the NCAA or Big Ten, actually. The Big yeah. Ten was investigating a little bit. They're going to stop their investigation because he's going to accept the three-game suspension, which means he'll probably miss their 1,000th win. They're probably going to beat somebody for that. Yeah, but still, they didn't. It's, are you the sign-stealing investigation? What yeah. this is all yeah, about? Yeah, but still, they didn't. They didn't take away any victories. They didn't uh, prevent no. the school from going to playoffs or, no, any, of course or, not. or bowl games or anything like that. No. So, so obviously, so what's the big deal? He accepts a three-game suspension. He's already served two of them. Hadn't they, he? Did, they. This is a deal between Michigan and the Big Ten. So the Big Ten and Michigan, st- Michigan still has a chance, right, to be in not the a final. good yeah. to to win the national championship. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see. They're all going to be beaten by either Georgia or Alabama. It's just going to get ugly. Well, we'll see. Uh, Peter Burns of ESPN says Michigan went from this totally didn't happen. Even if it did happen, it's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did, but everybody does it. Uh, we are the real victims. We're going to sue. Uh, okay, we'll accept the penalty. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Spencer Strider came in fourth in the National League Cy Young voting. Blake Snell of the Padres won it. Uh, he also won it a few years ago with Tampa Bay of the American League. One of the few to do it pitcher. in both leagues. Yeah. Well, he's kind of come back a little bit. Yeah. He had a few years off there. Garrett Cole, unanimous winner in the AL for the Yankees. Major League Baseball owners today voted to allow the Athletics to move to Las Vegas out of Oakland, uh, paving the way for our second relocation of the team in the past half century. Where did they come from when they went to Oakland? Oh, the A's were Philadelphia. No. They left Philadelphia and went where? 
Oh, well, but after I knew they were in Philadelphia. Uh, all right, now, I think I should have known this. Probably should. Uh, oh, God, I don't remember. Kansas City. Yeah, I don't remember. They were the Kansas City, Kansas City A's. Athlete. That's right. Yes. Uh, prior to this, uh, the Montreal Expos moving to Washington in 2005. The last MLB team to relocate was the Washington Senators, who became the? Uh, Washington uh, Nationals. Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. In 1972. St. Louis Cardinals were the American League then. It was long. That's true. The A's moved to Oakland from KC in 68. Uh, They won four World Series in Oakland, by the way. Three in a row. Charlie Finley years when he wanted the uh, yellow baseball back then. Now they've got a problem here. Uh, Their uh, lease at Oakland Coliseum expires after next season. Yeah. Which means they've got three years till 2028 to figure out where to play. Because they don't have anything built in Vegas. And there's nothing there right now. Well, you're going to need them. a place to play baseball. The, the University of Nevada, so you must have a college. Try and find something somewhere on this. Maybe, maybe go, hell, I don't know where they could go. Uh, it's going to be interesting where they can find well, another ball field to college go to. Ba- baseball, I mean, it's got to be a field It's got to be a major league field, though. So they're they're thinking about nine acre parcel by the Tropicana. Nine, nine acres? Nine acres? That's, that's the smallest. Not, that would be the yeah. smallest ever. I mean, they just built the sphere there, so I mean, you're in the desert. How can you not? By the way, that that sphere is bankrupt. The sphere is—it just costs so many billions of dollars. They're not making any money off of it, but it's brilliant. (laughs) The whole thing is absolutely brilliant. They're building it in other cities too, Uh, so they're talking about they're got to figure out where they're going to play and where they're. In in fact, the renderings they have of the stadium they're building in Vegas doesn't have a dome or a roof. Which in is insanity. Heat? Wow, boy. That's worse than Miami in the summertime. It's got to have something. Because they get to like 115. Yeah, I mean, it's or brutal. something like it. Yeah. Uh, so how's the Texas A&M coaching search going, you might ask? Oh, I wonder. Bruce Feldman of the Athletics says the Aggies really want Lions head coach Dan Campbell because he played in College Station back in the 90s. But Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports says Campbell has already turned the job down. I would think Detroit may be going to go well into the playoffs this year. They could go to the Super Bowl for and all, you know, I mean, really. He can't say anything else right no, now. What's he supposed to do now? No, he can't do that. Yeah. Uh, other realistic options in Feldman's eyes for Texas A&M are Duke head coach Mike Elko and Kansas head coach uh, Lance Leopold. I don't see either one of those going, Leipold. Mm-hmm. Elko used to be the defensive coordinator for A&M there. Meanwhile, defending champion Ferris State in Division II football uh, has a playoff game Saturday, but the coach won't be there. He's been suspended. And? Was he called pulling a Jim Harbaugh? Uh, no. no. Did he get a DUI? Uh, maybe a chick on the back of a motorcycle mm, drunk with him or anything? Very good or, memory uh, there. Yeah. Uh, no, he's suspended for players lighting cigars in the locker room after they won the national title last oh, year. Oh, for God's sakes. Do I need to show my, te- my, my, my branding that you, you did do. on me? I think I, Wayne did that. I just monitored well, the situation. Well, I believe you lit up the fire pretty good to get it red <laughs> hot, so white hot, burning, so burning the flesh of the Kimmer, which I could, if I could get this thing off, I'd show you. Produce the tape. I don't know. <laughs> Self pity's the greatest form. I of could stand up there with the where the on that chair and put my arm right up there and show. You it. sure could. You'd fall off that chair, but I you probably would it. fall off that chair. Coach Tony Anise says self-pity is the greatest form of self-destruction, so I just got to suck it up and be a big boy about the suspension. Oh, this is ridiculous. How could the coach be suspended because they lit a salsa? Ferris I mean, State had to pay $2,500 fine and a $15,000 plus cleaning and repair expense. It was from because the school that they were playing in Texas had a no-smoking policy. 
Oh, for crying out loud. $15,000 to clean the stink out of the tile or something, probably? Yeah, yeah give me a break. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks lost at home to the Knickerbockers last night, 116-114. to 114. Uh, Can I interest you in the Bengals at the Ravens tonight? That's a good game, but I don't have that watch app. i got to get the app on the my Am- watch. The so Amazon can, watch. So I can watch the NFL game on my freaking wristwatch with an app if I get the special app right. on the watch app. Uh, how about <clears throat> Boston? Because they don't really care about, you know, half the freaking population doesn't have the watch app, so the NFL doesn't give a crap about people like me who won't be able to watch your stupid product. <clears throat> you ready? Then how about Boston College at Pitt? I'm not watching that either. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> I still watch there. the old Bachelor thing and, That's then, true. and then cry till about 1130 and try to go to sleep. That'll then, happen. Then annoy us with it yes, tomorrow. <laughs> One thing I learned standing... Oh, very funny. <laughs> just kidding. One thing I learned standing on the... Fa- a lot of people are invested in that show, mister. A lot of people lot my, of would people. love to be able to have a loving love for the yeah. rest of their lives. It never happened, and we're going to be living through it again tonight, sir. They're called losers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a man. <laughs> you sure you don't want this chocolate to take yeah, home with I'll you? I'll give you some chocolate. Uh, one thing I learned standing on the Falcon sidelines for five seasons was to get the heck out of the way when the play spilled on the gridiron. Oh, boy. Uh, that's something that the longtime Steelers special teams coach Danny Smith still has not learned, obviously. Oh. He has taken a number of hits over the course of his decades-long career, but he absorbed one on the sideline at the end of the Steelers' win against the Packers Sunday, which is right up there. He's 70 years old, Smith is, tore his right rotator cuff in three places and will need surgery. Says, I've been hit a lot and I've been hit hard. I got a lot of metal in my body over that. I got to learn to get the hell out of the way. I got hit in college at a Clemson-Georgia Tech game, got a tibial plateau fracture, a plate, and six screws in his knee. Oh, man. It says on Sunday, Smith said his shoulder went numb and he couldn't get up off the ground. Unfortunately, the players were fighting. And they were moving toward him. That's when tight end Rodney Williams of Pittsburgh scooped Smith up and removed him from the situation. Said, I saw him on the ground. He couldn't get up, and everybody was coming over. He was trying to scoot out of there, but he couldn't move for real. So I just had to get my dog up out of the pile. Oh, man. That's a very cool thing for a player to be looking out for the 70-year-old coach right there. Uh, By the way, Smith is notorious for constantly chewing gum. Did not lose the piece in his mouth uh, during this. And uh, the player looked at him and says, I looked at him, and, and he's, you're still chewing it? <laughs> oh, brutal. Uh, the That's launch brutal. of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's simulator golf league could be delayed. An overnight power outage down in Palm Beach caused uh, deflation and damage to their air-supported dome section of their little venue. It, it, it's like an indoor golf tournament, basically, I think. It's Simulated, in, I isn't think it? It's, it's, yeah, it's got video. You play video. Like at the PGA yeah. Center or whatever. I think it's a video golf tournament. Meanwhile, McElroy's tee shot on the 13th hole of the World Tour Championship in Dubai today somehow landed in the lap of a female spectator who was just right of the green. Mm. At first, McElroy walked up and acted like he was going to take the shot. Yeah. <laughs> then he laughed and called for the referee. What do you do when this happens, Kimmer? Well, you take a drop. You ha- you, where? Uh, uh, you drop the ball on the spot where she was sitting, mm-hmm. and then if, depending on whether it rolls into a cable or something, you give a club length or two club lengths, depending on what the local rule is. But you drop it where she was sitting, unless it's yeah. interfered with some other... All she obstacle. had to do was spread her legs and let it drop down. It was yeah. really all she had to do. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that's what it is. Well. Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player of all time, that's my opinion. Many Not others true. hold that. Yeah. Yeah. But when he took his son to the Hockey Hall of Fame, 
As he told the story on NHL on TNT, he had trouble shooting a puck on one of their interactive games. After missing his first three shots, the teenager running the game, who did not recognize him, told the great one, Sir, if you move your hand down the stick a little more. (laughs) 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 The greatest goal scorer of all time. (laughs) High school kid. (laughs) Gretzky says, I threw my hat down, I grabbed my kid, and we stormed out of the place. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. On this date, 2014, Atlanta traded infielder Tommy Lestat. To the Cubs in exchange for Aradis Vizcaino. And I'm going to ask you a trivia question. All right. This book was written in the 1970s. It's called Ripley's Believe It or Not Sports Oddities. Okay. This may not be true anymore. They may have changed the rules, but I'm going to say that. All right. Is it possible to pitch a complete nine inning game with only nine pitched balls? Uh, Sure. How? Uh, you pitch the first pitch, and he hits it right back to the pitcher. You catch it out number one. Second guy hits it back to the pitcher out number two. That's two pitches. Okay. So you'll have three in the first inning. Yeah. You can only have nine for the whole game. You've oh. already th- oh, pitch. Well, then something doesn't count as a pitch. Obviously, if you uh, if it's a pass ball, it doesn't count as a pitch. Or if he balks or something, I, there's got to be a You're quite sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. First batter triples in the first pitch ball. Pitcher takes position on the mound to pitch to the second batter. Runner on the third base decides he's going to steal home. Pitcher steps off the mound, throws home. But the batter interferes with the throw. Therefore, the batter is out, and the runner has to go back to third. The next two batters go out the same way. The same way, so the this pitch doesn't re- count. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, now you got that pitch. You wouldn't even be able to do it anyway with all oh, this. Oh, this would never happen, That's, but yeah, that's it's a funny. good way to win money yeah. at a bar. It's 530. Well, I'm going to have to wait till after a little cowbound oh, okay. here to give all our bur- – I, I have a couple of sports things, including a, a Facebook tease that I put on today uh, from my uh, prep school yearbook. And also some birthdays, and we'll get those. And also Flounder's Funny. I think we got another one back there, maybe. And an uh, update on the what's going on and the insurrection last night and uh, the whole deal. I, I will keep repeating Flounder, 530, 106.3. I got 535 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and it's getting dark. <laughs> 1968. Well, I'm just telling the little people because they don't have a window. Uh, 1968, the Jimi Hendrix Experience went to number one on the American album chart with their third and final studio album, Electric Ladyland. A double album included Crosstown Traffic, Voodoo Chili, and a version. No, no, no. Voodoo Child. Child? Voodoo Child? I had no idea. Promo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says it's spelled like the country chili. And you think if they have voodoo in the country of chili, then thereby God it would be voodoo chili. But no, voodoo child. Child is like a black phrase. What are yes. you, a freaking racist? He's now? black. Well, he's not allowed it, it, to use black phrases when he's talking about voodoo. That's racist. You know what the funny thing is? I did this exact thing on the old <laughs> radio show we were on years ago. You said chili? <laughs> Somebody yeah. had to call you up, didn't they? And then Pete laughed at me and he was like, no, 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 stop the show. Yeah. And he told Kimmer. <laughs> Cut. I have a scroll all you. <laughs> well, anyway, it was that song and a, and a version of Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower. 
Jimi Hendrix on this in 1968, this day went to number one album chart. Jimi Hendrix expressed displeasure and embarrassment with this naked lady cover, which was banned by several record dealers as pornographic. Others sold it with a gatefold cover turned inside out. I don't remember that one. Of course, I never knew anybody Jimmy. I think Watchtower might be one of the only covers that might be better than the original. Really? It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Huh. Now Pete's trying to look it up now here in the uh, Calavanga. Uh-oh. While you do that, I will do the sports birthday things I was going to do, but uh, we ran out of time. But but, but I've always uh, enjoyed uh, the sports cast, as you know. Uh, oh, is that it? Not quite. Yeah, you find it, let me know. Yeah, there, there it is. It's hard, oh, kind of hard to oh, see. It's a bunch well, of naked women on the front. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, they're not like, well, anyway, whatever. Um, our birthdays, our, our, our sports birthday list today included Terry Labonte, NASCAR commentator and former racer, 67 years old today. He's got a dirt track outside of Camp Lejeune. Really? Yeah. I'd be damned. I did not know that. Um, also birthday include um, Amari Stoudemire, 41, retired NBA star. Brooklyn Nets hired him for their coaching staff, but he quit last year. Uh, let's see. Oksana Bayul, that naughty little uh, <laughs> Olympic skater, is 46. Was she the drinker? Yeah. I think, I think she so. was the drinker. Yeah, I always liked her. A little hot little drinker. About 5'2", 90 pounds. Trashrafka. Ukrainian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, Dwight Gooden, 59, retired baseball halls uh, uh, superstar. Here's Dwight what Gooden. she looks like now, by the way. Fine by me. <laughs> She's a girl, all right. Uh, yeah, bring her around, hell. She looks like Kara. She looks like Kara. Now, we could bring Kara around, too. I always had a little crush on her, and everybody did. And, and a, in a good way. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. And she would tease me about it and stuff, but she was, you know, hell. Um, uh, one more. Uh, uh, actually, two history things. Um, uh, on this day in 1957, Boston Celtics star Bill Russell set an NBA record for rebounds with 32 in the first half. <laughs> Of the game against Philadelphia in 1957, he finished the game with 49 rebounds. Bill, Selt- uh, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain holds the current record at 55. Uh, wow, that's a lot of rebounds in one game. Also, uh, I got another, oh, two so quick thing. Here we go. Uh, 1982 on this day, the NFL players had been on strike in 82 for 57 days when the NFL announced it was over and they went back. Now, 1957. Uh, we've been talking the last couple of days about, I've I, I recognized again over the weekend watching Saturday uh, uh, college football players. Most of those guys, uh, anybody who does a lot of running, receivers and so forth, and backfield guys, don't wear pads. They don't wear mm. knee pads. They don't wear thigh pads. They don't, I mean, uh, you barely hip pads or anything else. And I thought it was amazing. Well, on this day in 1957, Jimmy Brown, which, who then went by Jim Brown when he got to be a pro, Jim Brown of the Cleveland Browns sets an NFL rushing record 1163 yards rushing in only 8 games. Uh and I and I posted a picture uh, of uh, from my uh, prep school yearbook today back uh, cuz I was uh, I, Jimmy Brown was my hero and and I was uh, I was the tailback on a single wing mm-hmm. which meant I got the snap every every snap I got the snap every game every all season uh, in a shotgun formation and I was also the middle linebacker so can you imagine every play I got the ball and every play I went to go get the ball can I can't even imagine not wearing knee pads or thigh pads I'd been crippled yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know how they do it. These guys and these. You see all these college football stars. Nope, no socks, no pads. I, I mean, it's just. Well, a, the, uh, all this talk you hear about they care about the safety, the college's safety athletes is BS. They make them wear pads if they care. Yeah, 
Unbelievable. Uh, got 541 already. Holy cow with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, the uh, last night, if you haven't seen, you probably have by now, but if you haven't or haven't taught, thought much about it, the Jew-hating, pro-Palestinian, Hamas-loving, violent demonstrators last night at the U.S. Capitol and now the DNC headquarters in the Capitol building, uh, a hundred, a couple hundred of them, uh, 300 people totally, apparently, and uh, at least 150 of them were illegally, violently protesting, throwing things around. Uh, six police officers got injured during the clash last night, Surf- uh, suffered injuries ranging from cuts and burns, pepper spray, uh, uh, punched by protesters, totally violent. More violence last night by these 200 people than the thousands of people on the January 6th mostly people protest. And the only person who got shot and killed in the peaceful protest January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, who was an innocent bystander protester uh, who was making her comments known, got shot in the neck by a violent cop uh, who was then lauded uh, lauded as a a hero. And last night, only a couple of hundred people caused so much damage and violence, six cops got hurt. And the media showed the protesters shoving police officers, grabbing hold of metal barricades, uh, uh, forcibly removing stuff. The, held, the, the, the people who did that on January 6th went to solitary confinement. Yep. And in fact, uh, the liberal media, this is incredible, uh, Joy Reid now from MSNBC, here's how she was describing it as was happening last night, ladies and gentlemen. And so Joy Reid was Ten, was right there five, describing four, the scene last night three, with her when she was two. describing it. We're outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality. And we're saying that we want them to live up to their values and oppose this horrific war and call for a ceasefire now. And we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the stairs, shoving peaceful protesters back with their bikes. That's fine. That's Joy Reid of MSNBC. That's how they covered it last night. By the way, uh, a, a, Repu- a congressman, uh, a Democrat from California named Brad Sherman told everybody that uh, he said they were running like crazy. Uh, he was at a reception at the headquarters and it was interrupted by all the chants outside. A bunch of them were huddled in the basement, had to be evacuated into SUVs by the police department. He called the protesters pro-Hamas. He said they were pro-terrorist, anti-Israeli protesters, growing violent, pepper-spraying police officers trying to break into the building. Thank God for the police officers there to help us and save us who stopped them from helping me and, uh, and my colleagues get out safely. Again, this is a Democrat saying this. Apparently, these pro-Hamas demonstrators who want Republicans to prevail in the next congressional election. Even the Democrats saying, you idiots. And I'm saying, why would you vote for these people? They want another Holocaust. They want another Holocaust. Uh, The difference between the protesters at the DNC and the March for Israel the day before, a quarter million people went to the mall to rally for Israel, totally peaceful. 200 show up, and it's totally violent, shutting down the Capitol. It was a freaking insurrection. And uh, as some of the comments uh, in response aside from mine, uh, gee, depending on the meaning of insurrection, all right, pro-Palestinian rioters clashing with the police, this is what an insurrection is. Will they now be put in solitary confinement like the January 6th protesters? Uh, I mean, the insurrection going on right now, that's, that's exactly what it was. Exactly what it was, an insurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a quick uh, update on uh, a law case that was going on. Remember the Jewish fellow Paul Kessler 
on November 5th was at a uh, was at a rally. It was a pro-Palestinian rally, and some pro-Israeli uh, people were there. He was one of the pro-Jewish protesters. He was a Jewish man, Paul Kessler, 62 or 3 years old, as I recall. Uh, uh, actually, uh, yeah, it was 69. I'm sorry, Paul Kessler. And uh, apparently it turns out now that police have arrested a, uh, prof- a college professor named Lawali Al-Janajajinjajinji, uh, who's 50 years old, who apparently hit him with a megaphone or something. Uh, and he fell down and uh, hit his head and died. And remember, this is the case where the media was saying, oh, at the rally last night, the only problem was that uh, one of the protesters, elderly protesters, fell and hit his head and died as a result of falling by himself uh, accidentally, apparently. I mean, uh, unbelievable Hollywood just automatically going to that. And one more quick uh, newsy update. The federal jury has now convicted the hammer attack guy uh, who attacked Nate, 83-year-old Paul Pelosi. Uh, was it last year in San Francisco? Uh, the, the sentences carry a maximum of up to 30 years and 20 years for the other one. He's been uh, convicted on a couple of things. He said, I'm sorry the guy got hurt. I reacted because my plan was ruined. He wanted to kidnap Nancy Pelosi and ask her uh, some uh, political questions or something. So anyway, so he'll be, well, we haven't gotten the sentence yet, but he's convicted on all counts. All right. So anyway, that's the latest scoop. All right, 546 uh, with the camera feed and flounder. Uh, flounder's funny, and uh, so we've got more stuff coming up here. We're not done yet. And then we're, if you go to Man, uh, Florida Man Radio after 6, we're going to be on with Shannon Burke tonight on his show after we sign off. Uh, we do every Thursday night. Anyway, uh, here we go. Stand by. Camera and Pete and flounder. I do a little boogie music here. What you got there, Flounder? Uh, this is a little Ray Charles. A little Ray Charles. Uh, what I say, baby? This is one of his first ones. My God, this goes way back. Ah, uh, Ray, nice. sing me, baby. Oh, play me first, is it? Play me, sing me. The way <laughs> is, is he gonna? Is this the instrumental version? I'm guessing. <laughs> well, I'll talk until he starts singing. Uh, and, uh, let's see. On uh, this day in history, oh man, he may talk now. Here we go. This is early Ray Charles. Hey, hey. What a great entertainer. Right. Anyway, on this day in history, 1966, Dr. Samuel Shepard was acquitted in his second trial on charges of murdering his pregnant wife in 1954. It uh, inspired the Harrison Ford movie, The Fugitive, and the 63 1963 TV series. F. Lee Bailey was the lawyer who won his second uh, case to get the appeal to win the second trial because he pl- uh, claimed that the judge had let too much publicity, and it was a major, major, major thing back then. I thought he did it. Uh, I, th- I think he probably did, too. You know who his big friend? He lived next door to Otto Graham, the great Browns quarterback. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, let's see. What else? I got a couple leftover things quickly. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Flounder. Remember, I, I, I gave you kind of a musical, I mean, a, a, a uh, an audio uh, birthday thing. Uh, could you play that? I will give the, uh, uh, the guy's birthday. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Got it right here. Okay, let's, uh, David Leisure is 73. <laughs> the amazing Isuzu iMark, rated one of the best of the best by Car and Driver magazine. It gets 94 miles per gallon city, 112 highway. Its top speed is 300 miles per hour. And Isuzu dealers have millions in stock. So they're selling them for $9. And if you come in tomorrow, you'll get a free house. You have my word on it. 
5.9 annual percentage rate financing now available. See your participating I mean, East uh, David Leisure is 73. He was the guy met Joe Isuzu. And those were the greatest uh, string of commercials today for $9. And he got millions of them. Uh, he was also uh, Richard Mulligan's neighbor, Charlie, on Empty Nest. Well known for that. Uh, David uh, Leisure is 73 today. <laughs> uh, let's see. Have I got one more here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson. We just talked about him the other day. He keeps popping up in the news. Yep. Pete Davidson, the comedian, the overexposed comedian from NSL, uh, is 30 years old. He lost Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian, uh, but he has still dated more beautiful women than you ever will. It says here, again, that flounder guy. And you know what his secret is? They asked him, how come you get all these beautiful babes? And he said nine. Yeah. The number nine. Ladies, I will leave that up to you to figure it out. Uh, and uh, one more, one more history thing. <clears throat> Uh, 2001, after the Saudi Arabian-enabled 9-11 attacks against America, <clears throat> Congress passed an airport security bill requiring all screeners to be American citizens and federal employees so they could look for them and keep track of them. By the next year, all baggage would be checked for explosives after 9-11-2001. Uh, oh, God, 5.53 already? I can't believe it. Uh, um, oh, a, a quick story that might, you might get. Oh, let's do a Flounders funny. What the hell? Before I get, and then we'll do a Vivek again. If you haven't heard it, it's hysterical. Here's a little something from Flounders uh, funny file. If, if you got time to get to it. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, Drew Thomas. You remember he's the uh, black gentleman who talked about uh, being in the elevator. Yeah. So this is another funny one he funny does. Guy. Excellent. One day, and the cops come knocking on the door. I go answer the door. I say, hey, officer, what seems to be the problem? He said, I need to see your ID. I said, I didn't know you could just go to people's houses and ask them for an ID. What seems to be the problem? He said, well, a neighbor called and said she saw a brown bear in sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I haven't seen this brown bear, but I'll keep my eye open because we do have kids in the neighborhood. (laughs) Brown bear. bear. Sweatpants. Uh, very funny. Uh, 553, uh, and this was amusing. Uh, the liberal reporter wrote this story about Vivek, uh, Vivek Brahmaswamy was on CNN with talking to this girl, Abby Phillips, and the, uh, the writer says uh, uh, Vivek was such a t- uh, turned in a cringeworthy interview on West Susan, uh, CNN's Newsnight where he repeatedly spoke down to host Abby Phillips. Well, he had to because she tried to get him to, to say the word v- vermin or venom or whatever, vermin, vermin uh, like Trump did, and he, he had to school her about what the hell she's supposed to be doing as a reporter. Flounder, if you will. That language, they live like vermin. Do you you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague Chris Christie has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word yeah. without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason. We are in the middle of a cultural war in this country. Well, you know what? It's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? Wildly violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance of why we have to recognize that we're not in ordinary times. Would you use that language yourself? The vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. (laughs) 
Well, I haven't used that language. So you can look you? at my, my, oh my track record on the campaign Would trail. You? I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and the loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping. Picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. <laughs> i tell you what. I love it. You know, this guy, I, 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 I so admire him and I respect his brain. I, I, I mean, he seems to be able to quickly focus and bring, uh, bring, uh, bring a focus to uh, the actual issue that we should be talking. I mean, whatever it is, he seems to be able to zoom in on it. You know, he, he has a zone where he, he gets rid of all the crap and gets right to exactly what you're supposed to be looking at. God, that's, that, I mean, that's the kind of leadership you want. You don't want, you don't want to have to rely on 55 staff people uh, to try to convince you to do I mean, you, a focus group. I mean, my God. Yeah, and basically, he can, with laser-like intention, hit right to the vocabulary he needs and put her in her right. place. Right. I mean, that's it's, it's a gift. I mean, the guy's got a mind. Uh, you got, again, I can't imagine him. I don't think he's going to win the nomination for president. He's no, not going to be. It's uh, not his time yet. Yeah. And I don't I don't see him as vice president. I think he's too valuable. I'd put this guy somewhere way up doing something as an, a, a special advisor on something or uh, yeah. even more than I mean, a special member of the cabinet. That may, I, I don't see him as secretary of state. I don't see him as defense. I mean, I don't see him those major cabinet, but I sure see him as helping the next administration. And she was trying to put, basically paint him in a corner. Yeah, she wanted get him, him to, to say, say vermin. vermin. Yeah. So she could call him a, a Nazi. Right. Exactly. And have Chris Christie come on with his fat ass and, and yeah. attack another Republican Who again. Who also doesn't know what a Nazi... I know, you know, again, Nazis were not Republicans. Nazis are not right-wing. Nazis are the, are the people who are now protesting against Israel right now at the Capitol and all the college campuses. Those are not... Those are left-wing. Pe- Democrats are the Nazis. How can you vote for Democrats? If you're Jewish, it's just killing me. I just, well, I that, hope that... They had a demonstration today with that big sign yeah. said, Jews for a ceasefire. Yeah. Are you insane? Please. I, I mean, uh, they, they want another... Hol- How many times do I have to say this? All these protesters, when they say from the river to the sea, they are calling for another Holocaust. If the Palestinian leadership and Hamas leadership came out tomorrow and said, ladies and gentlemen, our goal is to have another Holocaust and to wipe them from the face of the earth. They Holocaust too. There are, yeah. But I mean, make say another headline saying and starting now, then they would start now. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, and ready and begin. I, I mean, they're, they're waiting for the orders. There's a lot of people in this world who do not understand the concept of evil. Well, you're looking at it on TV every night. 
Holy cow. Oh, by the way, speaking of evil, Alpharetta's now going to get a pickleball uh, monstrosity. Haynes Bridge and Rock Mill Roads. The pickle and social development's going to have eight indoor and six outdoor courts, 14,000 square foot restaurant with rooftop bar, steakhouse, and 23,000 square feet pickleball. Better than, I guess, next door to me. (laughs) I'm going to check it out just for the girls, so. Anyway... Yeah, I gotta go. You're killing me with a kiver, feet, and flounder. See you tomorrow. Let it rip Friday. Anything goes. Hoorah! Look out, herp and herp. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Watches and whiskey. Do I have your attention? (laughs) This is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. Come.